93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, January 25th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. An 11-year-old boy was rushed to the hospital after suffering burn injuries during a bonfire in South Jersey. It happened at a home in the 100 block of Ramblewood Parkway in Mount Laurel at about 6 p.m. Monday. Authorities say the child poured gasoline onto the burning bonfire in the backyard, which caused two explosions. It was louder than fireworks or gunshots, said one neighbor who heard the blast from his home. According to Mount Laurel Deputy Fire Chief Todd Evans, a teenager helped the young boy put the flames out before he was taken to St. Christopher's Hospital uh, for children in Philadelphia by medical helicopter. A lot of credit is being given to the male teenager that was on the scene who got the patient to go back outside to stop, drop, and roll, and ultimately the stop, drop, and roll was what extinguished the fire, said Evans. The boy's condition is listed as serious. Officials want to remind residents to take proper precautions when starting a bonfire. It's unclear who was with the child at the time of the explosion. No other injuries were reported. Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney will undergo a heart procedure today. The mayor's office says that he will be treated for atrial uh, fibrillation. It's a tough one. AFib. Um, through an ablation procedure, a routine and minimally invasive medical treatment. Yeah, my dad got several of those. Uh, these, oh, really? These ablations, yeah. It's, it's, pretty, it's a pretty common procedure, like Kathy said, for something like this. So uh, two days, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty routine. Yeah. Does he have the option to have them install an arc reactor in his chest? Or? <laughs> uh, yes. According to the Mayo Clinic, the treatment uses heart... <laughs> You guys are so sensitive. Uses heart or cold energy to create tiny scars in your heart to block the abnormal electrical signals and restore a normal heartbeat. Is that why your dad had it? Yeah, so so AFib, uh, with, with your heart, there's there's two different types of issues you can have. You can either have a plumbing problem or yes. you can have an electrical problem. And this is an electrical issue when you have AFib. And, and essentially, the um, now this is in layman's terms, and, and those who, who have this know a hell of a lot more than I do about it, but... Um, your heart is out of sync as far as its beating pattern goes, uh, as far as the opening and closing of the valves. And so they need to get those electrical signals in sync. And they do this little scarring thing, this little ablation. And it, and it helps and with the process. It can. It, it, it can. You can be one and done and it fixes it. Or you can have an issue that goes on for a while. I most likely will be dealing oh, with this no. down oh, the road. Oh, boy. Yet. Well, yeah. if you want to learn all about it, just watch Wheel of Fortune because every other commercial is about right. AFib. Right. Yeah. 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 Really? yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Kenny will undergo anesthesia and will be out of the office for just two days, the mayor's office says. He plans to be back at work on Thursday. But it sucks when you have it. When you're when you're out of rhythm like that, like uh, like my dad can't even walk up the steps. Oh, really? He's yeah. like, it just drains you oh, physically. Really? You're just, you just can't do anything. Is he, yeah. So he's immediately aware when he has it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. And so it's not all the time. Does no, it like kick in and out. Yeah, it can, okay. it can. You can be out of sync, and then they can they can do these little. You can get a pacemaker that eventually can ah, help okay. uh, kind of uh, keep you in rhythm. Right, right. Uh, so Kenny plans to be. It's a, the procedure is today. Uh, I guess he'll have a rest day tomorrow, and they say he'll be back on Thursday. Will it be easier for you as a drummer to stay in rhythm as you get older? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. I think I'll be able to do it. <laughs> a steam leak at an energy plant in the Gray's Ferry section of Philadelphia is causing quite a noisy problem for the neighborhood. Did you guys see this? I yeah. did. Yeah. It's Awful. insanely loud. It's so I mean, loud. And with my hearing issues, that would suck. I man. don't know how you could say let's go ahead with this. 
well, to begin with. No, it, so it's an alarm that's going off. Yeah. So residents. I, but to install an oh, alarm like oh, that. Oh, so even yeah, install yeah. something like that, right? I, I mean, I guess, uh, well, residents say that they've been dealing with the constant deafening sound since Friday. I actually saw uh, one of the residents talking to Action News, and they had to do subtitles because they couldn't hear <laughs> what she was saying. Oh, my God. And she was outside of her house. Yeah, so one resident from the 2600 block of Christian Street says that she can't even hear her TV when it's on. The energy company says the leak is not hazardous and there are no safety concerns, which was a relief to the neighborhood um, because back in 2016, there was an explosion at the plant. A spokesperson for Vicinity Energy apologized to the neighborhood for the noise and said it will be able to work on the leak beginning Tuesday at 12 a.m. Why they had to let it go from Friday to Tuesday, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Things, you know, things back up. <laughs> Once they begin the work, the community can expect a significant reduction in noise, the spokesperson said in a statement. Action News reports that steam makes up 11% of the energy used by city-owned buildings and also powers other government buildings, hospitals, universities, and apartments. The leak is not disrupting service, but it is obviously disrupting the neighbors because they just want the noise to Of course, to the stop. big problem is they can't hear the gunshots now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop it. So I guess they have that because they had this explosion in 2016. So you figure if it is dangerous, you want that noise to be loud and get right. all of the right, residents right. out. Yeah. Yeah. I think they weren't anticipating it happening for days on end with no emergency. <laughs> all right, in sports this morning. The Flyers lost to the Dallas Stars, uh, falling 3-1 to one last night in wow. South Philly. What the f*** is this? Keith Yandel tied the NHL record for 964 consecutive games played, and the Flyers tied a franchise record with its 12th straight winless game. What the f*** is that? Oh, hang on a second. Let me play it again. 12. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 12. Okay. Yes. 12 was hard to find, apparently, yeah. right, Case? Yes. Oh. <laughs> What's it from? Well, well, Casey wants the listeners to okay, guess right. okay. what okay. movie that's from, <laughs> and we'll give away a case of Michelob Ultra Pure Gold. So let me play it again, see if you can hear it. 12. All right. I, that's going to be a tough <laughs> one. Pretty random. 215-263-WMMR. It's a well-known movie. Yes. A classic. Very well-known movie. A classic. By the way. So the Flyers now match a mark set during the 1998 99 season when they lost eight games and tied four over a 12-game stretch. Well, The Flyers can hit their all-time worst streak, and Yandel can take his spot in history on the road tonight with the game on Long Island against the Islanders. The puck is set to drop at 7.30. Doesn't that kind of suck? You have, you have an... That's a very cool thing uh, set against the backdrop of a very bad 12th thing. I mean, he's oh, yeah. breaking Cal Ripken Jr. Yeah. record yeah. In, the, in the NHL. It's a really, yeah. really, really it's impressive feat. Doesn't, it doesn't take away from it, but it's it just a bad juxtaposition. It takes away from it quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. 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 We may uh, discuss that a little bit yeah. more yeah. in a while. but yeah. The Sixers are at home tonight, and we'll take on the New Orleans Pelicans. The Sixers are 27-19 and 19 and in 6th place in the Eastern Conference, while the Pelicans are 18-28 and 28 and in 11th place in the West. I love it! <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Tip off is set for 7 o'clock, and Major League Baseball Baseball and the MLB Players Association plan to meet again today after a bargaining session led to the first progress between the sides since the league locked the players out in early December. In the face-to-face meeting, which lasted about two hours, the union offered a broad proposal in which it dropped it for its request for age-based free agency and significantly cut the amount of revenue sharing it asked the league to funnel away from small market teams. 
you. <laughs> Time is becoming a factor in the negotiations with spring, spring training set to start in just a few weeks. And that's what I have for you this morning. One, two, three. Since we're throwing all the numbers <laughs> yeah. out there. Yeah. All right, we got three from him. <laughs> I thought we might as well do that, too. Hey, um, how high can you count? <laughs> One, two, three. I gotta sit down. <laughs> just the three of us, four of us, me and you. Yeah. If one more comes, I'm not going to know the number. <laughs> All right, you want to see if somebody knows the answer? Yeah, yeah why not? To the 12, I'm going to go to uh, Dave. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. All right, we want to see if you know what uh, movie this 12. is from. Do you happen to know? I do. Greatest movie ever made. Young Reagan McNeil from The Exorcist. He is yeah. right. Yeah. And knows his horror movie. That's a good ear, man. All right, well, hang on. We're going to give you a case of Michelob Ultra Pure Gold brewed with organic grains from the country's finest fields. Michelob Ultra Pure Gold is first nationally available USDA certified organic beer with only two and a half calories. Car- I'm sorry, two and a half carbs, 85 calories. Two and a half calories. Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> Clean, balanced finish. It's a superior choice. Compliment balance. Active lifestyle. All right. So there you go. Casey. Good. Yeah. So last night, I apologize, Steve. Um, oh. After they lost their, I, I went. To, I was trying to find twelve. Like, 12. Yeah. And so there's a website called movie-sounds.org, and if you just type in any word, yeah, it's good. It, it, not only will it tell you what movie, but it'll, it'll actually give you the sound wave. Oh, from it that's as well. Cool. Yeah. Well. All right. So now we need a thirteen. Just in case, yeah. So we're not scrambling for that. Uh, they play tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet this. That's gonna be a little easier to find the 13. Yeah, you think yeah, so, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. if it's anybody, it's the unlucky number. If anybody has any suggestions? Oh. You can text us. Friday the 13th. You just have to find 13. Yeah, instead yeah. of 13th, just cut the <laughs> just cut the 13th. Uh, 13. Uh, but if there's if there's a standout where somebody, especially if they yell 13, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's even better. So, all right, well, anyhow, welcome to Tuesday Morning Friends. Happy to have you on board. We have a couple of things that are taking place today. Guest-wise, we're having Kiefer Sutherland on the show today. I that's love pretty this. awesome. Yeah. Um, he's got a band, uh, or he's got a new album out. It's called Bloor Street, and that is available now. We're mainly going to be talking to him about his uh, music and the, and that, but obviously with a uh, lengthy acting career, we got to talk about that stuff. Too. And he's he's a talker. He's very um, into talking about the movies and the music, and he was very... Um, Candid, uh, like uh, uh, one interviewer I was reading with him, the interviewer asked, uh, you know, do you have enough for greatest hits? And he says, well, first I'd have to have a hit. Right. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice. I love it. So uh, that'll be in the 9 o'clock hour. So we will talk to him. Oh, Oh, I didn't know we still had the music going on. (laughs) Oh, I'm scared. (laughs) Uh, We have a few other things taking place today. So let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll roll out the stack of entertainment stories I have set aside for you. And we'll give some more goodies away. The winning, as they say is just beginning. Uh Stay right there. We'll be back in a moment. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. Download the Acme app today to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop any way you want. In-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver it right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
We're going to do a stupid question giveaway, a $50 Primo Hoagies gift card. Uh, let's do one out of the NFL. It was a crazy NFL weekend. Amazing, yeah. going on and everything. So I have this question that was posed by Rush, Russ uh, Denshuk, uh, who had emailed me in. And here's the question for you. How many NFL teams are named for specific states and not cities? Uh-huh. 215263. Oh, okay. How many of them? Yeah, so you have the Philadelphia Eagles, but right. you have some that are named after states. Yep. 215-263-WMMR, so specific states. I'm not going to count no. New England Patriots. No. That's no. not a state. That's a region. Knock so it off. Yeah. Let's even know the answer to this. Give us a call, and we'll go through some birthdays today. And, gang, I got two of them. <laughs> All right. That's pathetic. There's one more. Well, yeah. there's one more. Ja- uh, Tuesday, January 25th. January 25th is known as the birthday of not very successful people, or not many successful people, I should say, because Alicia Keys has a birthday today. Oh, so okay. she's super talented. She's, a, uh, she's the biggest one, I think, on the list, and uh, yeah, what a, what a super talented gal. Uh, she is 41 years old today. The other birthday is Anna Ortiz, who's an actress. Uh, she was on Ugly Betty and Devious Maids. Yes. And I don't know anything else about her. <laughs> Uh, so she's 51. That's the second one. Oh, you know what? No, Nick had mentioned this yeah. one earlier this morning. A friend of ours has a birthday today. Brent Sellers. Oh, yeah. The great Brent Has Selleck. his birthday today. Yeah. He turns 36 today, I believe. 37. 37 years yeah. old Still today. Still a real estate tycoon at this point, right? I assume oh, really? so. Yeah. Remember, he he left the NFL and was, uh, what area? I remember he, uh, we, we in, got a picture of his new house and everything. He's media, really right? Really cool area. Well, that's where his real his estate is, yeah. uh, uh, empire right, set yeah. up was in media. So I thought he was still, in like Westchester or something But his, like his that. house is in the Westchester area. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he still lives in the area. I believe oh, yeah. so, yeah. That's, I hope he was, so. He was putting down roots. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I, I saw him somewhere. Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I have Sixers tickets. I gave them to a friend of mine, and then he ended up uh, running into Brent Selleck at the game. I didn't see him. <laughs> I'm, I'm recalling somebody wow. else's wow. memory. You're actually Second projecting. Yeah. Yeah. You had yeah. a connection. I totally so. remember wow, my friend meeting him. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and it's my birthday. Yay! Yay! My birthday. It's uh, it's funny because I every year I'm like, you know, I, I glance at this list and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I have a pretty boring birthday. You have celebrities go one of the most desolate birthdays, yeah, of, of the year. year. Yeah. I mean, that generates so you have ownership, which is kind of cool. I mean, you're you're competitive to Anna Ortiz, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe so. Oh, anyhow, what? I, I what? Found another one, Chris Chelios. Hey! Chris Chelios. Oh, oh, yeah, we're talking about like him, him the other though, day. right? We don't like him. I mean, I hated him because he was a Black Hawk, but I don't, I don't hate him now. He's he's in the NHL still, right? Isn't he? A, oh, uh, he's a commentator. He sells real estate media. <laughs> no, he's a commentator on uh, on uh, That's ESPN. Right. Yeah. You're telling me about he's... him and Messier. He's really serious. Messier is having a good time on on right. TV. Yeah. So right. uh, he beat the crap out of Brian Prop one time. So that's why Flyers fans ah, don't like okay. him. Okay. Yeah, and then gotcha. uh, Hextall beat the crap out of Chelios. All right, well, let's see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. And it looks like uh, Mr. Russ uh, Denshuk might be wrong Uh-oh. looking at all of the potential answers I have. I, or they don't understand the question. Well, um, or both. So here's your Casey, take a look. He wrote out. Here's okay. the four. Yeah. These, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That one. Mm-hmm. That one. Okay. And then, are, but people are saying there's two more, maybe. Well, I think they're wrong. Really? Yeah. Or you, you've always said from the get-go that the information, the answer, is what you believe it to be. <laughs> if they want to, if they want to provide those extra two, and then... you're 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 willing to hear them out. 
But then, by then, okay. Oh, oh, you know what? They don't give away the answer. What? Oh, uh, you're, you're right. Ooh, yeah, you're, okay. you're correct. So then they're, yeah. And there's, so Russ, you're wrong, there's bro. There's two there, right? Yeah. There's two of them. There's two of them. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, Vinny. Hey, Vinny, good morning. Yo, ever heard of Jerkmate? Vinny, what's the answer? Six. I like your answer. We're going to go yeah! with that. Hang on, Vinny. Do you want to list them? Well, here's the deal. Uh, Russ had said that there are four, and the four are the Tennessee Titans, the Carolina Panthers, doesn't designate north or south, but we'll count that as one, Minnesota Vikings and the Arizona Cardinals. But Casey, in his mind, just ran through, and he's like, you know what? There's two New York teams, and New York is a state. That is true. They may technically be in New York, New York, Mm -hmm. but New York is indeed a state. And that's in the name. Even though they play in New Jersey. And Yeah, yeah, so I think we're going to have to go with that. I I, I, I like that technicality. It's your birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday. God damn it, I say that. Two things in your favor. It's always the answer that you have, and it's your birthday. All right, Vinny, you got it right. Hang on. We are going to get your information. We're going to get $50 Primo Hoagies gift card. You can use it for your birthday or whatever. Uh, big games, big parties. Uh, isn't ju- It isn't just football. It's an experience, so don't settle for an average catering tray. Make it Primo, and you can order now at PrimoHoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie. It's a Primo. So we're looking at the teams here up on the screen, Preston, and I realize I'm missing a few of my sports-related spatulas. Oh, oh yeah. I've I know a place. Yeah. That you can go. I've got to go to back. The King of Prussia Mall. To that kiosk. The kiosk. It's yeah. got everything you're looking for, Steve. And if you and with Steve's birthday down the road, keep oh, in yes. mind, gang. <laughs> get him the entire exactly NFL what? collection. Get me a Redskins. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone. Oh, they don't anymore. have the Redskins anymore, right? No, now it's lost. I have to trade oh. that spatula in. They're, they're going to be changing be... their name. They're going to. Uh, we'll find out in a week. Soon, yeah. 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 It just says spatula. All right. Um, <laughs> I have. Here's a follow up to a story from yesterday. Uh, Garrett Headland. Yeah. Uh, the actor, remember, he was uh, arrested for public intoxication. Well, TMZ obtained legal documents regarding the Friday Night Lights star's arrest on Saturday night. And it sounds pretty intense. A man called the police on Headland Saturday, claiming the actor tried jumping out of a car earlier in the day. The man also said Headland kicked him and swung at him. And police say that they got a call around 10.30 p.m. with regard to Headland banging on the back door of a building. And when they arrived, Hedlund reeked of booze, slurred his speech, and didn't follow the officer's commands, and he was then placed under arrest for public intoxication. So, so it sounds like he he becomes... So you, So some people can drink and, and, and be fun and have yeah. a good time, and then there's some people that turn into that other person. Right. Lunatic. Uh, and it sounds like he goes that way. So know? that's... So obviously his, his relationship is over. They just had a baby... Um. Yeah, Emma Roberts yeah. and he had broken up. Uh, the, the, like they, the announcement was officially announced the day before. So I think he was going, you know, tying one on. Do you ever have people in your life who that switch would flick? Oh, I knew, I knew yes. a guy. I'm like, I just finally said to him, I, I can't be friends with you anymore. Yeah. you know, because you be it is a complete Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, there was a guy that I worked with, and he he would he would get out of control. Yeah. Uh, there's another person that we used to work with uh, at oh, a yeah, radio yeah. station who would overdo it and become somebody else. Not in a mean way, no, but no, just actually sloppy. Very loving yeah, one. very, yeah. very sloppy. But, I knew a but guy. There, there was a guy that I knew that, that would get belligerent, and it was like, whoa, yeah. dude, we can't. No. Uh-uh. Give me the loving. The, yeah. the, the one who starts throwing fists. That's they'll bring you down. No, there was a guy, and and he was he was it was uh, he was jovial, but uh, he would overly laugh the second he got like. 
more than a drink and a half in him. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, this. And he was, <laughs> higher pitch, higher pitch. But he was almost. He was very, very close to being part of my life for the rest of my life. And I was um, very, very uh, grateful when were you guys engaged? You proposed. We were not engaged. <laughs> but, he wow. was a significant other of somebody they close in my in my close circle, and thank right, God gotcha. I, I ended up not <laughs> panning out. So Headland is also, as we mentioned yesterday, he's being sued for a car accident that occurred before his January twenty uh, twenty DUI arrest. So, so when he jumped out of the car, was it a car he was driving, or was he? A don't know. I I, yeah. I wish I had the details on that. And, that'd be pretty wild. And uh, you know how fast it was going, or anything along those lines, but. Uh, Nonetheless, dude needs some help. Yeah. It's pretty clear. I really so. liked him in the Tron movie, too. Yeah, me too. Uh, this is sweet. Jennifer Garner, who's just wonderful, uh, whipped up a nice little surprise for the doctors and nurses at uh, LAC and USC Medical Center's Department of Emergency Medicine. The 13 Going on 30 actress posted a video of herself delivering cookies to hospital workers to Cook- thank them for their service. And were they cookies she made herself? That's a good question. I, think, I wouldn't yes. doubt it. Yeah. There's the video of her making the breast. I watch videos of her uh, like plowing fields with a yeah. tractor and stuff. She's a real hands-on gal. Yeah. Uh, Garner captioned the post, first responders are still in the thick of it and miles past burnout and we see you and appreciate you. So she went by there and gave them uh, cookies. She's a little ray of light. Uh, so she puts them in a basket, delivers them to the hospital staff herself. She apologizes for interrupting them and says, I appreciate you before taking a group uh-huh. photo. She must watch Ted Lasso. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then and on one of the videos, she's opening up one of their uh, medical cabinets and taking pills. Oh, wow. So well, there was a, an ulterior motive, you're saying? Pretty standard stuff. <laughs> Kim Kardashian posted an Instagram tribute to the late fashion designer Theory Muggler. Uh, who passed away unexpectedly this weekend. He was 73 years old. Uh, Muggler designed several stunning looks for Kim over the years, which she features in a collection of photos. Along with a broken heart emoji, Kim wrote, uh, Manfred Theory Muggler, my heart breaks. Uh, There's no one like you. Your vision, your transformations, your magic. I'm so honored to have known you, spend time with you, and be a muse for you. There's a brief period where all I wore was Muggler. I believe uh, it. I remember that. You remember that that when you first met me. Yeah. Uh, I I had asked Kathy yesterday, President, because I was seeing pictures of this guy, and and he looked like, the pictures looked like two different people. Yeah. Uh, He has a, when he passed, he had a very wide nose, and he looked very model-y in the earlier pictures, but... You found out he was in a car accident where you had to have a lot of yeah, reconstructive he, surgery. Yeah, on his face, and yeah. so that's what that was. Wow, okay. Uh, she had said, I will never forget our time together around the world and learning from the master himself on what couture really meant. Uh, no one knows what couture <laughs> meant. <laughs> no, Half of us can't even say it. No. Isn't that their last name of a UFC guy, Randy? Randy Couture. Yeah. 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 Uh, Kardashian concluded her <clears throat> post by expressing her love for Muggler and added that he uh, always said that Beauty will save the world. Isn't a muggler a basic person in the Harry Potter realm? It's a muggle. Oh, I'm sorry. It's close, uh, but maybe that's what she thought it meant. I don't know. (laughs) Well, the hits just keep coming for Peloton. Another television character appeared in a popular TV show having a heart attack after riding a Peloton bike. It's a little bit of a spoiler if if you watch Billions. Uh, which you do, right, Katie? So, yeah, spoiler I'm, I'm alert for Billion. Who dies? <laughs> Nobody dies. No. Okay. All right, this comes about a month after main character on HBO Sex and the City sequel series died from a heart attack after taking a Peloton cycling class. But in Billions, a main character suffers a heart attack while riding a Peloton bike. That's all I'm going to say about okay. that. Okay. According to the New York Times, the scene in Billions was written and shot months 
before Mr. Biggs and just like that scene. Do you think they got pissed off when they saw the Mr. Biggs scene? They were like, God damn it, man. <laughs> they, quite, they possibly. Yeah. quite possibly. A spokesperson for the show did not immediately respond to CNBC's request for a comment. Peloton said in a statement, though, on its Twitter account, that it did not give Billions permission to use its brand on the show. It's like Billions. Uh, Peloton's head of global marketing and communications, Dara Tresder, also said on Twitter, we did not provide Billions with any equipment. As referenced by the show itself, there are strong benefits of cardiovascular <laughs> exercise. <laughs> exercise helps millions of real people lead long, happy lives. What are the, what are the odds of two shows? Yeah. Two shows would feature the same piece of exercise equipment designed to make you healthier, yes. right. to improve your quality of life, and, and both would feature them causing heart issues. And specifically for heart health. Heart I mean, health. Yes. Right. Yeah. Two right. of them. Yeah. So, like, and then when they do the PR with... Uh, 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 North from um, mm. the, the Sex in the City. Yeah. That sets off this, well, it didn't set off, but it coincided with his, the revelation that he might be some sort of sexual predator. Right, mm-hmm. right. He, Not um, good for Peloton. Peloton's going to be fine. I'm, I'm getting one. I, I'm just, uh, I'm in the market for one, and so if anybody's I want selling you to get one, one. <laughs> I know, no, no, I want to get one, and uh, yeah, I think that's where my fantasy football winnings is going to go to. Okay, but if anybody's selling one, I, on the, I um, think I might be able to talk. Uh, yeah, all right, we'll talk. There's one that might look a lot like a clothes rack at yeah. my house. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I have that too. Yeah. Different brand, Different yeah. brand. <laughs> but I have that same Different clothes brand. rack. Yeah, you might, you yeah. might say, why does this coat rack have pedals? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm worried about because I also I, I went to the store, I talked to the people, like got. The, you know, and they really sell it. There's a lot of options for it, and but if it becomes a clothes rack in my house, I'm gonna be so pissed off. I'm not a stationary <laughs> bike guy. I never wanted the thing in the first place. Right? Okay. We got the thing, anyway. and the thing just sits here. And I look at it while I'm on my elliptical. <laughs> yeah. Because I use that. I like getting on the bike, and <laughs> I like. Have you tried it though? Yeah. yeah. You don't like it. I, I, didn't, I didn't get. I got it for, like for, for for Clara, and my wife does all sorts. She exercises very like active. a fiend. Yoga and all the other stuff, and she does she and uh, weight training like I do. So we have we have a unit. This one for some listen, it either is your cup of tea or it's not. For me, Preston, I, I it just it beats the hell out of my taint when I it's I just I don't like it. I don't the like seat it. Either. I don't, like I don't like it. Yeah, I'm I'm used to it. I go out on these long long rides, but like right now with the temperature the way it is. I just, I want to be able to get on my bike, and I can, well, you, but... You and me, you'll we'll, use we'll it. Talk. We're, we're going to talk. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. yeah mine's still too I, early. We're still you... using it as a coat rack. <laughs> right. Okay. I know I got Preston, it. if I were to swap it out and just put an actual coat rack right there, <laughs> I don't think it even <laughs> probably would notice the difference. Yeah. It would never be missed. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, 62-year-old actress Emma Thompson bears it all in a new film, Good Luck to You. Uh, Leo Grand, that's the name of the movie. Uh, Thompson... Plays Nancy Stokes in the film, a widow yearning for some adventure, human connections, and good sex. Nice beaver. Well, sharing her experience during a Cinema Cafe live stream recently for the Sundance Film Festival, Thompson said that in one scene, her character stands in front of a mirror alone, and she drops her robe, and she's totally naked. She said, it's very challenging to be nude at 62. This thing of having to be thin is still the same as it ever was, and actually, in some ways, I think it's worse now. Uh, Thompson added that uh, being in her 60s actually helped the situation. Yeah, at that point, you don't care. She said, I don't think that I could have done it before the age that I am. And yet, of course, the age that I am makes it extremely challenging because we aren't used to seeing untreated bodies on the screen. She's a, she's a lovely woman. And yeah. she, I think she seems to be aging naturally. I don't detect a lot of canoinkering. Mm-mm. So, uh, you know, go with it. 
Um, I think she what she really needs to do is just come to the YMCA with me and hang out in the men's locker room, and uh, and she'll see. I think she'll get. She'll feel better yeah, about her body. You will gain your confidence immediately. Uh, yeah. Do you go into the women's room at all? No, I'm not allowed to do that. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, but. But seeing all the, uh, seeing, oh my God, the naked sacks. guys walking yeah. around. Look uh, like old speed bags. I walked in on a guy the other day. He was just, he had his leg up and he was rubbing ointment on himself. Yeah. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy. No, Those old guys. You know, no, he's you disgusting. The, yeah. the rest of the people at the gym talk about that guy. But he doesn't care. Clearly, that's you're already close enough. You will take your, you will take your shirt off at the and in, in in public, and it and it does not phase you. You're at in all. Kreischer territory. So you're really close. Yeah, shirt off is one thing, but dangling um, yeah. ball sacks. Yeah. I told you, I, I relayed the one story on the air. I was at uh, Philadelphia Country Club and uh, for for a charity golf match, and I walked into <laughs> the I walked into the the men's locker room, and there was a dude. Who bent over to pick? And I described it as being in a three-point stance. He was yeah, yeah. fully naked. He was an older dude and just bent over to pick something. Right when I turned the corner, and that's what I saw. Hello. Yeah. So yeah, the the locker rooms, the all that stuff. And there's there is a, a thing haven for that. There is a thing that there's some sort of quasi repressed sexual thing going on, mm. and then they dig it. They're exhibitionists or whatever's going on. I hate it. I. <laughs> I go to a private area and do all that. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know why you need. To... I think that, I think I some of them are getting off on I, it. I think it's just they just don't care. I think I, that I think well, I think it's either I don't care or it's I'm going to show that I don't care that I'm a confident individual. Perhaps you know what I mean. I, I, think I just think that uh... they've reached the point where they just don't they don't care what anybody thinks about anything. So they just they remove their clothes yeah. and whether people see them or not does not affect their mood or their their stance on. I it. think they're horny and old is what I think. <laughs> okay, maybe I think there are. Some of them who want you to see, yeah. who 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 might be impressed Maybe. with themselves. How much does this look like an English muffin? Yeah, so look at that you. beauty. Do you think you look at be, that left ball? You should be more modest uh, the bigger you are down there, or less modest the bigger I, you are. It's not the case though. Yeah. The people who really should be walking around that way seldom are, and yeah. the people who who should not are always the ones. If you like, for example, we went to you know an all inclusive in Jamaica, and there next to us was a resort that was a nudist resort. Yeah. Nobody that you saw walking around was the kind of person you wanted to see. Oh my gosh, it's going to be a nudist resort it's for sure. Be, oh my god, no! It was I. I saw one dude go down, get into the ocean, and I was in the distance. We were at the resort right next to it. The, the ocean was ruined for me at that point. I had to get out. I had to get out. Water is tainted. Yeah, it's been tainted literally, literally with this yeah. old man's taint. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, there are some people who just like being naked. God bless yeah. them. Yeah. They're not, I, I wish I had it. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. This is a terrible story. Uh, the son of actor Michael Madsen uh, has been found dead, having died by suicide in Hawaii. Jeez. Oh, man. Hudson Madsen, 26 year old godson of Quentin Tarantino, died from an apparent self inflicted gunshot wound. Um, Hudson's mother, Deanna Madsen, was uh, traveling to Hawaii to deal with the tragedy. He survived by his wife, Carly, and since August 2019, had been living in uh, Wahiawa, Hawaii, after serving time in the U.S. Army, where he reportedly spent time in Afghanistan. Uh, he was based at the uh, Sheffield Barracks in Oahu, and in March was uh, promoted. Uh, but um, I, I don't know why they. they uh, reading the the story, there was you know plenty of photos of a happy marriage and uh, and posts that things seem to be all right. All this stuff happening makes you realize that, that, that if you if there's someone in your life that you suspect has some sort of issues, try to reach out and help uh, and keep that uh, that that hotline 
at the ready, the number uh, for the suicide prevention, because it's uh, the, the numbers are really staggering now. And and we had a case with Regina King's son, who apparently was, by all outward appearances, loving life and everything was great, and he took his own life. Take him to Casey's YMCA locker room. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Make him feel oh, better about themselves. Right, yeah. Not so bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Madsen is survived by his uh, brothers Calvin, who is 25, Luke, who is 16, stepbrother Christian, 31, and Max, 27, from Michael's previous relationship. So that's terrible, terrible news, obviously. All right, in a statement released to people, Bachelor in Paradise alums Marissa Gunn and Riley Christian announced that they are ending their engagement. What? How can this be? And uh, they that they, shows forever. They uh, mentioned it apparently a couple of weeks ago. I love you. Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, according to the statement, it said we are we have decided to go our separate ways. Never did we imagine this, but we come to a point where we both need to work. We have our, come to a spoon in the road on ourselves. Okay, F- fork. it works. What? F- fork in the road. Oh, I can't use those. They keep poking my eye. <laughs> The statement says, we've appreciated everyone's love and support so far through love our... you, we all am. ...through our journey. What are you, Yoda? <laughs> no, I'm ringdings. And we, just, <laughs> and we just ask that you please respect our privacy okay. as we navigate I through I love this. public statements about respecting privacy. Mm. About people who yeah. don't love publicly. Yeah, yeah. Gunn Gun and uh, Christian were the first black couple in Bachelor in Paradise history to become engaged. I love being black. They didn't make it. They did not make it. I'm we sorry. didn't make it. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Love has gone, gone away. You know what? It, it, what? Does anybody ever make a statement that would you please, instead of would you please respect our privacy, would you please invade our yes, privacy? Yes, yeah. bug us more. Bother us? Should. I have too much time on my hands. We Distract me. Yeah. That's yeah. actually right. going to be a novel. I'm going to be at the YMCA. <laughs> and refreshing. <laughs> Come take pictures of my ball sack. Twist. <laughs> uh, people report that Aunt Anstead's two oldest kids, Emil and Archie, whom he shares with his first wife, Louise Story, met Renee Zellweger over the holidays Ooh. while they were visiting from the UK. Why are her eyes like that? Uh, and uh, he said it was great. He's on a show called Radford Returns. Is that what it is? Yeah. It, so he said, uh, it says the Radford Returns star said. What? I mean, Renee's so personable and so great with people, and they've met a few times on FaceTime, so everybody was excited to finally get together. I wonder if this is going to go the distance. Casey, you're tied into this world. Well, so I don't know. Uh, so he, the only world, the only reason I'm tied into the world is because he was with the chick from Flipper Flop, and right. I didn't really care for her. Okay. I don't know what his. Uh, what is he on, Ratatouille? What did you say it was? Person? No, Radford Returns. Oh. Radford so Returns. Did his start, because his start did not come in on HGTV. Um, this is a show on Discovery Plus, and I don't know much about it, except maybe there are cars involved. Yeah. Why did I think he was involved in the food world, but. But he's not. I thought he was home in the in the DIY world. I did too, and I'm way off base. It looks like cars are his thing, and uh. so therefore, Nick, can you do a quick search on Ant Anstead? Wait a just second, to find yeah, out what guy. exactly he uh, where where he works. And correct me if I'm wrong. I thought he met Renee Zellweger because they were doing one of those house improvement things. He might have. I mean, because Christina on the coast was doing her thing. So so Christina and uh, Tarek uh, were together and they did Flip or Flop. Uh, Their marriage ended. She got her own thing. I think Flip or Flop stayed. I don't necessarily know where Ant ended up coming in and... uh, but okay. 
Yeah, so he was on this show called Wheeler Dealers, which was a, a Motor Trend show, and um, Discovery yeah, Channel. Yeah, he's in the he's in the mm-hmm. car world. All right, All right. okay. Uh, well, he and now Renee, we can forget that information. Yes. And Renee Zellweger have been together for seven months, and he was a singer. No, no, no. she was, was a dancer. dancer. Dance? Oh my god! Uh, In a recent episode of Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, Pat Sajak asked Tatiana Ali, we're just talking about her birthday, uh, to explain to viewers who Benedict Cumberbatch was for those who didn't know. And uh, Ali responded, Benedict Cumberbatch is an actor, right? And Sajak laughed and said, well, I didn't have the answer, so I pretended like I was just saying, so tell us. Of course I know, but you tell us. And that was a little host trick, he said. And he goes, my apologies, Mr. Cumberbatch, but I spend a lot of time in my basement, and I have no idea what's going on. Uh, Speaking of game shows, Amy Schneider uh, won on Monday's episode of Jeopardy, and she has achieved officially now... The second most consecutive wins of all time. She uh, notched her 39th win on uh, last night's episode. So uh, in in past situations, I've sort of um, like worn out my enjoyment when we get to, you know, when it's so much. I'm kind of liking her run. I'm enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And such a pleasant person. And not that the others weren't. Right. But um, she's got a long way to go uh, for to topple Ken Jennings, still about, what, 36? 74 wins. is his record, so yeah. she's at 39. All so, right. yeah, she's got 35 to go. But I'm telling you what, man, when they get where she really turns it on is in double jeopardy. Yes, yeah. When they get to that second board, uh-huh. I mean, it's just like... Nobody buzzes in almost. It's right, just like boom. Well, boom, she's got boom, she's boom, got boom. that that she's got the smarts with the the button skills. And she yeah. goes, she gets aggressive. She'll go several in a row. She'll she'll get all three often daily doubles. She has faltered faltered a little bit in final. Yes, and she's bet big in final. And I, it, yesterday it pains mm-hmm. me a little bit because yeah, I think she lost twenty five grand last yep, night yikes. and didn't win it. But uh, man, she's just a really impressive. And there was champion. there was one time where I thought she's going down. Yeah. Is this is it? And, and I thought that they uh, she was going to make a mistake. No, she pulled it back. Was it on Friday where the one chick uh, didn't make it into Final Jeopardy? No, uh, because it, it was at some point last yeah, week. Yeah, it was last week. There was a guy uh, who, who professed to being somewhat of a savant, uh-huh. and, and uh, um, uh, maybe on on the you know the the, the, uh, the spectrum or something. Yeah, the spectrum okay. a little bit, and he had this very interesting story, but he he also had that. Right. You know, well, this one chick, she I thought she was going to cry. <laughs> she, you know, yeah, was she like, wasn't happy. It was the in end, fact, yeah. she took her bottle of water out uh-huh. before they went to commercial break, which I've never seen She's somebody like, do. Uh-huh. She's like, I need a drink uh-huh. right now. I didn't like uh, James Holzhauer's face. I just couldn't stand his face. And so uh, the more I think, of, he's got that weird underbite, like that dog from Hanna-Barbera. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, I don't know the dog from Hanna-Barbera, but I know an underbite. Yeah. Yes. And I just couldn't, uh, I, for some reason. Smedley? Was that the dog? That might have been it. Mugsley? Not Mugsley. I don't know. Um, we'll, you know we'll I'm just the listening. Yeah, and <laughs> the bottom, uh, this one with the uh, trench coat. That I, guy. All right. Okay. Whatever that guy's name is. The dog will go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, glad we talked about that. So uh, today reports that Schneider has a way to go to beat out Ken Jennings, holds the number one spot, like we said, at 74 consecutive wins. After being recognized by uh, the GLAAD Media Awards recently, Schneider tweeted, of all the things that have come out of my Jeopardy run, I will always be most proud of any good that I've managed to do for the trans community, so this acknowledgement means more than I can ever say. But she is on a tear, man, and it is fun to watch. Uh, People reports that Chris Evans and Dwayne Johnson will both star in Amazon Studios' Red One, an action-adventure comedy that imagines a new universe with the holiday 
genre. Hmm. So uh, Jake Kasdan, oh, who's okay. the director of Jumanji, is set to direct the film. You familiar? So, no, no, no. Dwayne but... Johnson in a humorous adventure movie. <laughs> that <laughs> might work. It might work. It might work. I, I yeah. guess maybe Red One is like the take on, on like Air Force One for Santa Claus maybe, or something. Maybe. Okay. Yep, it might be. Yep. Uh, producers of the James Bond franchise say that Idris Elba is part of the conversation as they move towards deciding who will be the next <laughs> Bond. Yeah, they're talking about him. I think, uh, listen, Idris Elba could do, could do, absolutely could do it, could do anything, should have his own series of movies. I think that one thing that's working against him is that they want to get an actor who's younger so they can get a number of movies out of him. And right. Idris Elba's turning 50. Yeah. So, uh, he's pretty badass, oh, though, man. Oh, he's amazing. Um, Roger Moore, towards the end. You know, you, more never. Bond never spent so many, so much time in mountain resorts and any place he didn't have to take his coat off. Right. Yeah, he must have been in his seventies. <laughs> he was sixty-six, I think. Yeah. Right? His last Bond movie, and he was this bloated veins had popped in his face. He's, <laughs> he's making out with Tanya Roberts. It's like, really? Did you like him as Bond? I listen. There were. I, I yeah. love Roger Moore, and I loved a couple of his Bonds. I thought were great, and I thought he was. He had. Uh, Live and I die for your eyes only. The spy who loved me. Uh, yeah, he he was solid. When they became overly jokey, okay, you know, I mean, mm. you're already dealing with it with an exaggerated world. Uh, when it became a little a little off the charts, that's when I thought, no, this isn't going to work. And also, he admits it. He was he he was stunned. They kept calling him back. Hey, did, uh, did you see the last one yet? No, I, no, no time to. Die. I, I have, I have it at home. I, I've, I wanted to wait for my my 4K, my whole thing to come. It finally right. came. I'm going to hopefully do it this weekend. But it's, it's almost not, three hours. It's not streaming yet, right? Uh, yes, it is. Okay, you have to buy it though. I don't think you can. Uh, right. Yeah, I don't want. All right, then one last story. Kelly Clarkson is giving her ex-husband, Brandon Blackstock, uh, 5.12% of her home sweet home, as per court documents. Uh, since the Stronger Singers Montana Ranch is worth a whopping $17,750,000. And what, what is, how many acres does $17 million get you in Montana? I don't know. This uh, means that uh, Brandon gets $908,800 in value of the property. No! Uh, the documents specify that while he has small ownership of this Montana property, he doesn't have any ownership over Kelly's other adjoining property. Um, this settlement comes after the Because of You singer and the talent manager disputed over ownership of the ranch. In October, Kelly was granted ownership of the ranch, but Brandon counted that with it was marital property uh-huh. and had refused to leave. And the singer tried to evict him in December to no avail. Get and now this resolution will put an end to the dispute once and for all. What's your favorite part of her show? Is it the Kellyoki at the beginning, Preston? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. I've never watched one episode of that show. Every show begins no with Kellyoki. Kellyoki. Where she sings a cover song. And she's a great singer, man. She's a great singer. Without question. And, and then when she turns that, focuses that ta- laser talent on Kelly Oaking, it's awesome. Uh, I like her smile, too. She has a beautiful smile. She's a pleasant person. Yeah, and you, so you need that. And she's the one they went with, right, for uh, the Ellen. I mean, she's basically the heir apparent to Ellen's legacy. Yeah, apparently, it's doing well. When so. does Ellen wrap up? It's soon, right? Yeah, with this year, yeah. right, I believe, yeah. Kelly and Brandon officially filed for divorce on June 4th, 2020. Their divorce uh, came nearly seven after seven years of marriage. They have two kids, five-year-old daughter River and four-year-old son Remington Alexander. But uh, I think yeah. they, also she was, I think, managing or he was managing her for yeah, a little he's bit. A, he's a talent manager. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's get to the clips. 
So The Resident returns with its mid-season premiere, and the stakes have never been higher for the doctors at Chastain Memorial Hospital. And here, Matt Zerke, or Zuckery, I guess is how you say his name, uh, talks about how different characters balance their screen time. Here we go. For me, I, just in my personal and professional life, is all about trying to find that balance. Um, you know, I learned quite a bit uh, on The Good Wife and brought that to the residents. And one of the biggest things for me is, even though I may be the glue of the show, I'm a big proponent that every character should have strong storylines and moments throughout the course of every episode in the season. I don't even know who the hell you are. Uh, the Resident is back with a brand new episode tonight, and that is on. For me, Fox. there's a foundational <laughs> element to the zeitgeist which informs the choices my characters have made in a, an ecosystem that allows for the prevarication. Oh Shut up! The guy referred to himself as the glue of the show, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. He might be. Did he? I wasn't even listening. Yeah. I Interesting I fact. There was a time when a lot of glue was manufactured from. Horse parts. Uh, okay. I mean, he might be, but you'd refer to yourself yeah, that yeah. way? That's a little yeah. self-centered. I don't know where they would be without me. Yeah. All right, let's try the next clip. <laughs> Pompous act. Right. After a spectacularly embarrassing public breakdown, a woman is forced to move back home with her overbearing mother to sober up and avoid jail time in single, drunk female. In this clip, Allie Sheedy huh. talks about what makes the show stand out. Here we go. I think it doesn't really play to a quote-unquote script that anyone has seen before. Nothing gets tied up at the end. Nothing really gets solved. It's all about the continual sifting through of the mess, which is basically life, right? Yeah! Um, is she starring in this show? Ellie she, might, she might be the mom. In She's, the, in the yeah. Drunk, so. I love her. Do you yeah. know who's really, has been really great too, but Ali Sheedy, but Jamie Gertz. Uh, she's popped up in some, she was on a short-lived comedy show where she was a human family, the, the mother of a human family living in a in an alien neighborhood and all okay. the aliens were presenting as humans. Okay. And so they had found out, I forget exactly what the thing was. It was pretty humorous. But she's good. I mean, she's really matured into a really good comedic actress. I love her. Man, did I Didn't crush want to take up Ali Sheedy's time for Jamie Gertz. But in the yeah. 1990s, oh, man, was I loved her. And you 80s, know. 80s and 90s. We're talking to Kiefer Sutherland later, who was yeah. with yeah. Jamie Gertz in The Lost Boys. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And um, there's a, a star. There's a her name. <laughs> star. Star. Uh, Short Circuit 2 didn't work. And it was because Ali Sheedy wasn't in it. She wasn't in it. Yeah. Neither was Jeff Goldblum. Or not Jeff Goldblum, Jeff, uh, no. Steve Gutenberg. But yeah. Jeff Goldblum also was not in it. And that's yeah, probably was, why yeah. So that was it, not um, an incorrect one statement. Yeah, big regrets. Um, short Circuit 2. <laughs> yep. uh, by the way, new episodes of Single Drunk Female premiere on Freeform every Thursday. If you want to check that's out good news. Ali Sheedy on that show. And maybe she's doing interviews. I'd love to talk to Ali Sheedy. She's in my all-time favorite movie, The Breakfast Club. So was she of that group? Was she your number one crush? Uh, from The Breakfast Club? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. Emilio Estevez? No. no, no. <laughs> he was all right. The jock. Judd. No, uh, Judd Nelson. That dude was cool. He was I the just... bomb. <laughs> The, the dance scene when they're all dancing and the uh, and yeah. they got the guys, yeah. you know, basically like up each other's hineys, you know, <laughs> doing this like manly fist pumping thing. I just, I can only imagine if like the janitor was just kind of like peeked in like, what the yeah. hell is Carl? going on? Yeah, Carl. Yeah. Jacob yeah. Matera, our, 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 uh, That's right. he, he did a video where he was doing exactly that. It was very funny. Yeah. 
All right, your entertainment report's done. It's in the books. Go forth and prosper. Yes. All right, we're gonna, we're Live gonna, we're going to take a break. We will be back in just a moment. Stay with us because, as Steve said, Kiefer freaking Sutherland on the show. Oh, and a reminder, today's Tattoo's Day. Yay. We have a chance to win a Preston Steve-themed tattoo from Floating World Tattoo and Pearson. So text the word tattoo to 39333 and you might win by the time we're done with the program today. Be back in a moment. Stay put. It's freezing outside, so bring MMR inside. Say, Alexa, open MMR. Don't tell me what to do. Please, Alexa. Okay, since you asked nicely. Now playing WMMR live stream. There was a story that uh, Kathy had in the news earlier we were talking about uh, briefly. Um, a st- It's, a, it's a, an alarm that's going off in Gray's Ferry, right, Kathy? Yes. Yeah, so it's uh, a steam leak at an energy plant. In okay, Grace so it's Ferry. a leak. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so because there's a leak, this alarm is going off. They're saying it's not hazardous. They did have an explosion back in 2016, which obviously you would want a sound like this to play if right. there was some sort of um, danger. They're saying that no one's in danger, but the alarm has now been going off since Friday. Okay. Since Friday. Now, obviously, people were jittery from that last explosion, so they want to be a- a- aware but this is, uh, this is a little crazy. And one of the residents said, like, this happens occasionally. I guess the the alarm will go off. But he said, never like this, where it's been days. And nonstop the whole time? Nonstop. It's so loud. People are saying they can't watch TV. They can't sleep. Oh People are God. trying to wear earplugs. Really? They're starting, they started working on it today. I, I don't know why it took until today. I, I didn't read it. I didn't see why that would be the case. But they started working on it. And they said, once the work starts, they should see some immediate relief from the sound. I, w- I would think that, um, you know... Some people would have to, if you're really close to that place, you have to leave. You have to leave for yeah. a few days because how I, can I, I you have sleep to, yeah. and, 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 you know, that could be, that could affect your health down yeah. the road. Sirens, car sirens, mm. you know, obviously what, what's, what's an, a fascinating thing is that if you live in the city long enough or you, or you live in an area where there's prone to be the siren now and then, the default thing for me is I ignore it. I don't pay attention. At, you know, a lot of right. times because it's, it, it loses the meaning for yes. having a siren. Yeah, yeah. and, and you know, the, what it really yeah, does the, just get you pissed off. Siren means emergency, right? And after a while, if you're hearing it all the time, <laughs> you want to go. Mean, yeah, mean you don't anymore. go check it out. Is this the actual audio of it? I think so. I want. That's the steam. The steam leak itself, which, by the way. Escape, escaping steam can be deafeningly loud. And also high pitch. Yep. So it's, it's hard to get the audio. But as Kathy was saying, when they were when they were into there we go. See how I pitch. Um uh, with, with that, my with my hearing um issues that I have with tinnitus and, and essentially I was it was explained to me it's like a, an exposed nerve. So really shrill sounds are physically painful to me. When I'm in a bathroom and somebody uses one of those really high-powered hand dryers. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's not just the hand dryer. It's using their hands. It's the, the, the actual um, the, the, the force of the air going yeah, through yeah, their... Yeah. I was in... The, I was in... I was at Ruby's. That hurts? I was at Ruby's. Oh, my God. Wow. I was using the urinal, Casey, and I had to plug my ears no up kidding. while I was peeing because this guy was doing it so loud. Wow. It's so physically painful. Anyone walking in would have saw you taking a piss with your hands. With my, with my fingers stuck in my ears, standing with my, you know, junk hanging out. Sucks, man. Dude, no, I hear you. Those yeah. things can be high-pitched. So you had the steam, you had the alarm. And you're right. If you were in proximity to that, there, there's a neighbor of mine somewhere down the street who has an alarm. Fortunately, they get to it in time. 
But this is an atypical car alarm. It I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's from Europe or something. <laughs> yeah, you don't hear them that much anymore. Right. I don't know what this is, but I want to run down the street and kill everyone on that side of the block until I get the <laughs> right person. It. Yeah. See, when I was in high school, I had a job near um, a fire department. And so it would go off. Right. There, there was like a routine one every uh, day at noon or right. every other day or whatever. Because it's hard to determine when the middle of the day is. <laughs> yeah, it was the yeah. 80s. Who the hell knows? Um, but it's funny that you say about getting used to it because I I never got used to it. I, right. I hated it the whole time, and every time it would go off, it would kind of scare me, and it would definitely annoy me. So like I I understand your yeah, point. Yeah, no, but like it it got to me. You it, know, after, uh, certain sirens are just you can't get used to. Yeah, we had one go off the the fire alarm um, when we I remember we were in middle school. Uh, Nick, same thing in the eighties, and um, I remember it just being so loud. But for us as kids, it was like all right, we get like five minutes of yeah, yeah of not doing anything. I mean, that's pretty much was what it was like and i remember my fourth grade teacher every time it would go off he was like so he would get so angry and he would make us go home and tell our parents that it happened <laughs> so that the parents would complain and come yeah. together wow. and get the, the sound yeah. to stop try to mobilize his troops there was uh i had a <clears throat> i had an apartment in the city when i lived in st louis i was in my 20s and um <clears throat> on the weekends at night um there was always the car alarms going off and and like for a long Time because like everyone had stopped, and this would be like two, three o'clock in the morning, like the Vipers. And I have the audio, and I used to know. I used to lay there in bed, and I would sit there, and as it was going off, I'd be so bored that I'd just start <laughs> with my mouth out loud going, because I knew the order of the sounds before you play it. Yeah, before I you play, it. give it, give us. Can you remember now? Because it's been a while. Not the order, but okay. I, but, but I, I remember the you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. Here we go. Oh my god. Yep. Nope. Oh. Uh, there it is. There you go. Yep. Yep. We'll be next. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. And then I don't know what comes. That's it, yeah. Oh my I like how they include a slide whistle siren. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know which one I hate is our buildings. When there are fire alarms oh here, God, they are the loudest. Oh, by the way, little did, we, little did we know uh, that when they were reconfiguring the whole setup here, Nick, that they would place one of those sirens <laughs> in right in what, our office. What the hell? Right in our office. There was one time when it first came on Preston, when we were there, and, and both you and I had full-blown terrified seizures yes. yeah. because we had no idea. It's, like, it's going to cause a heart attack. Uh, oh, my God. It was piercingly loud, and everyone runs for the studio in here because they, they, obviously they don't have a siren in it's here. It's soundproof in here. Yeah. That, that hurts my ears. That's yes. got to kill you, Preston, it does, does it? Yeah. When, it, when I read that we have a, uh, a, a test coming, and it gives you a window, like a three-hour window yeah. when it yeah. might happen, and we're in our office, I put my earplugs in because I don't want to get... Uh, yeah, it's, if it's going to happen, I don't want it to, to surprise me. And actually, it, it's painful. How does that not... For the for the regular person, that's got to exceed all sorts of... I mean, obviously, I know the plan is to get everyone out of the building because yeah. ostensibly it's on fire. Something's going on. But, but the, the time that they play it is past what our ears well should, should be hearing yes. at that, you know, that level. From the time... So let's say you're on the sixth floor and you're encouraged to use the steps... That's got to be 
not healthy for your ears to be hearing that sound all the way down, right? I don't your think exposure it can be. to that. I don't think it can be, can be at that level yeah. at how loud it is. Um, I stayed at a hotel in New York City um, j- right before the pandemic. It was actually um, we had some time off in February, and I went to go see um, Kelly and Ryan live with Kelly and Ryan. Right. And so we stayed in a hotel there, and I could not believe. I mean, listen, I've stayed in New York City before, <laughs> but we were in Midtown, the hotel. The, the sounds all night long on like a Monday night. I yeah. was like, how does anyone live here and how does anyone sleep? And we were like up. We were yeah, we yeah. were pretty high up. Yeah. I, I mean, it was so loud. I was laughing. Preston, the movie Night Shift, uh, where where the uh, um, uh, Henry Winkler's uh, girlfriend can't make love if she hears sirens or any sounds, oh, yeah. and they live in the city. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Marissa? Uh, I have a friend that had an apartment right, I don't know, somewhere off of, like, Second and Market. It was a great spot, but what she didn't realize was her backyard um, butted up to a bar. So every couple hours, she would just hear the glass coming out of the trash cans when they would Oh, when they were emptying the dumpster. Oh, man. Every night of the week, because it was Old City. <laughs> I wonder, like, in what you brought up, though, if, nice. you're, if you're in proximity, if you're in proximity to this steam alarm situation and you've been for the past couple of days uh, did did people have to leave the area for a while because that that would be i don't know how you would live with that yeah yeah agreed i don't I, I wouldn't be able to put up with it uh let me go to some calls here i have dominic yo dominic good morning hey good morning guys how you guys doing yo, what's up bud Nah, when i first came here from florida the uh fire stations down there didn't have, well, at least in 99, they didn't have, like, the alarms you guys have here. Right. When I first heard it, I thought the friggin' Russians were coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah they, have, they have these these community alarms that'll yeah. go off, and I guess that's to let uh, volunteer fire department, you know, people know. Part of, you know, I mean, they, they have a way to contact them and text them as well, but if they don't have right. that availability, I assume that's what that's for. That had to be, because I remember yeah. Thanks, Dominic. growing up East North Port Long Island, we would hear... Uh, the 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 firehouse was a couple of miles away. Yet you'd hear clear as day, and they would set it off at noon every day. Uh, but you would uh, on on times when it wasn't noon, you would see the volunteer firefighters yeah. heading towards the uh, location. I got Mark, who's a volunteer fire uh, fighter, and he can mention something about that. Mark, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? So anyway, yeah, back in the eighties, I was a volunteer fireman down in Delaware, and uh, they didn't have cell phones to like notify that there was a fu- an alarm. Yeah. You had these boxes you had wired in next to your house or next to your bed in, in, in the bedroom. And uh, this thing would go off in the middle of the night, man. It was like, and, and my wife would jump out of bed. She would scream and cuss. <laughs> when I got married, I was like two blocks from the firehouse. In the middle of my wedding ceremony, the, the fire alarm goes off. And it's on the video. It's like, it's kind of funny that, you know, like everybody was going, is he going to jump up and run off to <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. But I did it. I didn't yeah, know we, that they they had like hardwired a, a, a box. Wow, uh, for oh, you. Yeah, it, was, it was they were they were terrible. This was back before suffers. Wow, but uh, the kids like we'd be hanging out at the firehouse, and the young kids be hanging out like the junior guys, and and guys would just okay. The very first tune was like mm, when it was starting. And so we would <laughs> like a cow. We would make that noise. These kids would like jump up from the table like ah, we got you. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah the old the old sirens like the one I remember growing Thanks up with. They would start. Yeah, they ramp up. Yeah, they got, they got yeah. Do you have the hand crank yeah. there, Case? I yeah, this oh, is I do. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thanks, Mark. Here we go. We have a right. hand crank siren. I have no idea why we have that. Every show needs one, yeah, right? Every show needs Here we go. one of these. And you got to ramp. Show you relatable. Have a hand crank siren. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ow. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so this alarm was going off for several days in Gray's Ferry, and uh, people have had to deal with it. Let me go to uh, Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? <laughs> What's up, Mike? <laughs> I literally live... 50 feet away from the volunteer <laughs> fire company oh, no. across the street. And when we moved, uh, I'm originally from South Jersey, and we moved back here from Phoenix, uh, Arizona. Yeah. And we had, no, and we, uh, we got an apartment. We had no idea that <sighs> it was 50 feet <laughs> from the firehouse, man. It's like and, my cousin and, Penny. and listen, on the weekends, they have like this, uh, um, sign up or whatever they like try to lure people in to like become a volunteer i call it luring because it, it looks like they're kidnapping people then i never see anybody come out and then when uh uh during the weekend when they, when they have this thing going on they like sit out and they just glare every freaking siren they have on purpose and they all laugh about it because they know it drives people crazy yeah, well that's gotta that's be that's, cool. that's gotta be a violation of some ordinance uh you know did you did you ever check into uh having them stop I've, that i've emailed people i've talked to a couple other it, it, nobody cares dude <laughs> it's like nobody cares they think that you're like a quote-unquote karen but yeah, i'm right. telling you you have, unless you live 50 feet away from a firehouse, <laughs> you have no idea how bad it is. <laughs> Dude, Mike sounds like he's towards the end, man. Uh, it sounds yeah. like it, Mike. I'm just going to jump off. How long me. were you there? How long? No, I'm still here. He's still oh, there. Oh, no. God. I'm still here. And, I got, and, I, and before I get off the phone with this, it even may even go off. <laughs> <laughs> Which, what it's, fire company it's is erratic. it? Huh? What, what, fire, what company? fire company is it? It's Audubon Volunteer Fire Company in New Jersey. Hey, and I and I, I give them props for. Listen, they're great people. Sure, they have a, They're noble for what they do. And it's annoying. Hey, uh, but all right, I appreciate it, Mike. And I'm I'm going to throw this out there. Thanks, and, and good luck to you. How much longer on your on your lease, by the way? <laughs> I just signed up for another year. Go somewhere else if you well, can. Well, listen, Mike. it's good. It's good. It, the rent's good, but I'm um, seriously. I might. The rent might, is good, huh? <laughs> I might end it. Right, I'll tell you this. Man. Good luck to you. The response time to your house yeah. has got to be right. Hey, so why this begs to ask the yeah. question with cell phones and ample way to contact people these days? Why do fire companies still need that big noisy alarm just for r- routine? Uh, you know, emergencies. I don't now think... uh, for maybe a a big community emergency, yeah. something people need to be alerted. Yeah. Yes, fired up for that. But if you're is alerted... it played at the firehouse, for example, in, in Bryn Mawr? Uh, it's right near uh, where I, I work out. Right, right, of a block away. When that goes off, it seems to be right. Uh, as the trucks just are local, departing. right? Okay, so, so I can that see you're that sort when of they, alerting people in the area. I, that I've seen, I've seen right. fire companies. They, they, you know, they'll, they'll, right. they'll make some kind of noise when they're about to pull out, and that's when mm-hmm. it seems to happen. I can Is understand that, that but yeah. so you know. I, have, I have a friend who lives in. It's a newer community that was built um, a couple of years ago, and so now everybody's in this community, and they still have a firehouse where the alarm goes off, and it is right across the street from them, and the whole community is is in the process right now of trying to um, have the township 
relationship get that to to stop? And their their argument is, and I, and I don't know the exact reason why it still goes off. But Tradition? No, no, no. But Tradition. that is. <laughs> but their argument is that. You, they don't need that. So they're firefighters, and everybody that needs to be alerted is alerted digitally anyway, yeah, and that right. there's no need yeah. for that sound. And, right. and, and as far as alerting the, the traffic, you know, a good 100 yards will do it. You I know, think you so. Do sure. it you can get it done with lights, too. Yeah! You, know, you don't have to do it with sounds. Um, you know, so my town growing up, they we had our own fire department, and they had, every Monday night, they had drill. And they would sound the alarm for to remind everybody that it was drill, but it was like, it's every Monday at 7 o'clock. Like, everybody knows this. You right, don't have right. to set the alarm off to let everybody know. My, my guess is, case is that as things progress, as Kathy is saying, with with a, with a, a text, with, um, you know, the, the multitude of ways you can alert people now yeah. uh, without that. Uh, uh, right in the proximity as the trucks are coming out, yeah. I can see doing the sirens so that people in their cars are listening to something can know <laughs> that, okay, trucks are coming out. Be aware. Yeah. They're, uh, they're going on a call. Yeah. Otherwise, I, you know... It, it seems like it's not necessary. Yeah. Hang on. Let me go to uh, Pat, uh, who wants to comment on that. He's a volunteer firefighter. Hey, Pat, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing today? Good. What's up, man? So the, the sirens are actually for the community, not for the firefighters themselves. The oh. firefighters, like you guys were saying, they actually have text messages and pagers that they get notified prior to the siren going off. But what the siren is normally for is to let everybody in the community know that there's going to be people going to the firehouse and responding to the emergency uh, in the area right around that time. It's kind of yeah. Well, that's sort of that, if you will. then that's sort of what I'm saying, Pat. Is that uh, to let you know that fire trucks are going to be in uh, transit around that area. Uh, but I mean, um, and is that solely what it's for? Seems a little excessive. Well, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, it used to be in the olden days. It was for everybody, including the firefighters. But as technology moved along, they actually, you know, they have texting now. So yeah, it seems it seems a little excessive, Pat. It seems like it. You know, you don't need to let people know for miles <laughs> that there are, you know, trucks that might be out. Just have the record. Fire! Fire! is um, when I had a cousin visit from um, St. Louis, he lived just outside St. Louis, when he heard the tones of um, our fire siren, it's the exact same picture tornado, tornado warning sure. for them. Yeah, yeah so and, they have to uh, deal with that. His mm-hmm. grandmother really freaked out because they didn't know what it was. Right, right. All right, thanks, so, Pat. Appreciate it, man. Hey, have a good day, guys. You too. How about an alarm that goes something like this? I am the god of hellfire. <laughs> yeah. And I bring you fire. Well, then you know what you're dealing with. There's a residential fire. <laughs> a small stove fire. Probably an oil fire. The cat jumped on the stove. Yeah, it gets very specific. Yeah. And that way you know what you're dealing Enter with. Enter through the back door. I like that. You'd be entertained in the yeah. process. You yeah, know, you can, everyone could be clapping. Yeah. yeah. I am the god of hellfire. <laughs> and I bring you fire. commercial fire. That's Steam factory fire. Everyone is out and safe. I'm going to go to uh, Bob. He lived across from the Rofo Horn. Oh, oh my that God. That we play all the time. Hi, uh, Bob. Good morning. What's up, turtle lovers? <laughs> turtle lovers. <laughs> we do love turtle lovers. Yeah. What's up, man? Hey, yeah, uh, Press, I, I lived right across. Well, actually, uh, my dad was a first lieutenant there for about 15 years. He was the assistant to the captain. Okay. And I was a volunteer there for a few years. But later... My uh, girlfriend at the time, now my wife, we lived literally right across the street from that place. Yes, that's the one. (laughs) When you have that, that's more of an intense sound as opposed to a siren where it kind of works into it. Yeah. 
So you could be walking across the street, and that thing just goes off. That it is almost a shock to your system. I'm sure. You're crap, crap, you crap yourself. Do you guys know why they use a horn and not the traditional siren? No, I'd love to know. Well, what happened is back then, before radios and everything, they had to let the firemen know about where the fire was. So what the horn did is it would give out two series. It would maybe be beep twice, and then a short break, and then beep three times. And that would tell you the first number was two, so that signified Washington Street. And the third, uh, the second number, the three, would be Third Avenue. So everyone knew the fire was closest to uh, Washington and Third Avenue. Huh. So it would get them so in the vicinity, and then they could uh, they could narrow it down and figure out where the emergency was. Why didn't they just use the horns to do Morse code? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that, that stopped now because they combined the two fire companies. So I, I, from what I heard is they don't have that. No, they don't have it. Yeah, that, yeah, that, in fact, there was a big there. thing made about it. People actually, there were actually people who were divided over whether or not to keep it or not. But they took it down, right? It's completely removed. Yeah, I believe so. Well, yeah, the, the building's still there, but it's. Uh, now they just play Arthur Brown. Yeah. There. <laughs> All right. Thank yeah. you, Bob. Appreciate right. it. I am the God of Hellfire, and I bring you Glorious Fire on Third Avenue. It's a residential fire. All right, so uh, yeah, I think that, I think it's a bit of an outdated concept. Well, the, the whole thing that kills me here is that you have this this uh, this current situation. You have the siren going on with the escaping steam, and yes. then, so it's today a, they're going to fix it finally. Well, I think they started at midnight tonight, and hopefully they, they said, midnight's the right time. They yeah. said once they start. Um, once they start the work, that these they the residents should see immediate relief from the sound. I don't. I think it'll probably. My guess is go on and off a few times as they're fixing it. But what they're saying is, is you'll you'll start to see some relief now. Sound from the steam or sound from the alarm? The alarm. Okay. And, and oh. I guess the steam as well. They're fixing the leak. So this is in Gray's Ferry. If we you fixed it. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. Excuse <laughs> yeah. me. What? <laughs> and the statement was like, we apologize to the residents. We understand the noise is becoming a bit. <laughs> and we've never been happier not to live there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to Tyler. Hey, Tyler, good morning. Tyler, you're on the air. Um, I think they miscommunicated. My name is Kyle. Sorry. About <laughs> all right, Kyle. Okay. It's all good. What's up, buddy? So I live next to Limerick Nuclear Power Plant in Pogstown, yes. and I think they changed the schedule, but every Monday at 2 o'clock for 10 minutes, they would play the nuclear siren as a test. Huh. And I kid you not, I lived... 50 feet from one of the sires. You're right there, Preston. Now, that's interesting. So I don't hear that one. It must not be, you know, a uh, a one that goes for miles and miles and miles. But in that area, uh, I would oh, imagine it's loud. On, a, on certain days, you could see this. You could see the steam coming out of the cooling tower. So <laughs> I was within. We were I think we were in what might be considered the danger zone. Should something okay. go wrong? OK. Wow. So every and, Monday for 10 minutes. Yeah, 10 minutes. And it was ear. It was so loud because you couldn't hear yourself think. If you were watching TV, you couldn't hear the TV. We ha- we also had four dogs, so they would be barking like crazy because they couldn't understand. The sure, yeah. ten minutes is an eternity. That's a long yeah. time. Wow. It, it 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 was, and I believe they did change the schedule recently. But yeah, ten minutes. 
for that, and it was a long one. It was like an air raid. Well, do you remember this, President? Or was no. it something you experienced? I it when I lived Thanks, in Phoenixville, Kyle. yeah. And okay. There's a, there's a radius of sirens around nuclear power plant, like a 10-mile radius right. or whatever, and uh, interspersed in, in that radius are these um, these alarms, and they're really tall. They're really noticeable. There's one near the uh, Audubon, um, uh, near Audubon, PA, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you you would hear it from miles away. It was not... Every Monday, though, when I when I lived in Phoenixville, it was much more infrequent. But they would schedule them, and they would let you know when they were. Coming. I hear oh. the monthly test. Yeah, I mean, and that's you know, it's usually the. First... I am the god of monthly tests. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually it's in the first week of the month, and it'll be you know the first Monday or Wednesday or whatever, right. and and, uh, and that only runs for about a minute. China syndrome. <laughs> that's about it. We're experiencing China syndrome. Side note: He said that the Limerick power plant was in Pottstown. Well, it's right. By there, it's by the Philadelphia Premium Outlets. Okay, um, so, so it's not in Limerick. <clears throat> I think it is. Okay, I, who knows? His, yeah. his mailing address might be Pottstown. Okay, because it's right by there. Right so, there. Okay. so, so <laughs> will will the Premium Outlets be spared if anything happens at the Limerick? No, nope, dude, they nope, are the they're first the first to go. go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, I mean, it's they're only right fifty there. feet away. Yeah, yeah. I, there, he, there's a lot of texts coming in. Uh, Disagreeing with what our last caller said. It's not every week. I don't think it ever was every week. But yesterday we were arguing about batteries at uh, Wawa, so who knows? Yeah, and, uh, and, yeah. I don't think it's ever been more frequent than once a month. Yeah. Do uh, they sell uranium at Wawa? <laughs> uh, let me have uh, Donald jump on here for a second. Hi, Donald. Good morning. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, sir. What's up? Uh, I grew up in Burlington City, and New Jersey, and uh, anyone that grew up in Burlington City can tell you that there are about six firehouses within a nine-mile radius. And <laughs> okay. uh, Seriously. And um, the, wor- the worst part is I lived about two blocks away on- and three stories up. So I was, like, right down the street from the whistle itself, you know, as the bird flies, the crow flies. And, uh, boy, when those whistles used to go off, everyone would say, the city's on fire. Because the whole city would sound like a fire, uh, you know, whistle. Yeah. But I also lived across the street from uh, an elderly home for women, and they ran a test once a month. And they would come down my street, and there would be seven or eight engines right on my street and Uh. right in front of the house. And the sirens would go off, and everyone would go bananas. But Donald, would you get to see the naked old women running out of the uh, <laughs> the facility? <laughs> no. Oh, dear Lord, I had no time to put on a bra. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my unmentionable. I forgot my unmentionable. Thank you, see my hoo-hoo. Mm. And he didn't want to burn up in the fire. Oh, it's out of fire. Wow. Oh, I hate when you do that. Thanks, Donald. Back to my Scrabble game. They should have, for the people who live who, who are right around the area. I mean, I mean, we're talking, you know, within 100 yards or whatever. They should have, like, a preliminary, lighter, quieter siren that goes off first. Fire. In preparation for the gigantic, ear-blasting, several miles away signal. Would it be impossible to run strings attached to Dixie Cups? <laughs> yeah, to say, hey, we're about ready to fire this up. No, but if they're a little... Right before that, and then... You know, the big one goes. You know, it might be good, President. Might be appreciated. <laughs> Your impression of a bullfrog. <laughs> that is. That works. Well. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyhow, well, they're working on the problem in Gray's Ferry, supposedly fixing it by the end of today. We will see if that comes to fruition or not. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment, and uh, a great yield of bizarre file stories are ready for you. I'll have them served up piping hot when we get back. Stay there. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. 
Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash? Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to do the beat file, and then we're doing something after that? Yes, sir. Uh, okay. Here we go. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Squeeze.com, the best juice cleanse on the market. You can lose inches, drop pounds, feel great, and sleep better. And now, there's free shipping with the code RADIO. At checkouts, make sure you do check that out. I'm going to begin with two follow-up stories. Oh, we'll start with this one. A man who brought his dead uncle's body to a post office to collect his pension has claimed that he didn't know he was dead at the time. <laughs> this is uh, Declan Hawney or uh, Hawney uh, has told the Irish Mirror that he's not quote an Egypt. And is now, an now being branded as a murderer over the unusual incident. I just didn't know he was dead. Uh, Mr. Hawhony. I thought he was pissed off at me. And another man took uh, Peter Doyle on the five-minute walk from his home to the Hosey's post office in Carlo. Peter, go to Hosey's. Uh, but less than two minutes into the journey, he now believes that his uncle died while walking under a bridge. <laughs> However, they continued to drag him to the post office by linking his arms and dragging him there. He said, so we linked him here from we linked him from here to there. So he probably died under the bridge at some point. Said he was walking like normal, and then I reckon he died. Have you ever seen an Egyptian walk? That's how he was walking. He was talking to a reporter while retracing the route. The 40-year-old said, this is no word of a lie. He started dragging his heels... <laughs> Uh, from you see this yellow sign that's there, <laughs> but we didn't even think of it as anything. We were grand like then. All of a sudden, he started going all slumpy, <laughs> and we thought nothing of it because Pater had had heart attacks and all. So, so nothing. It's just another heart he's attack. Just, he's just motionless, and he, he just defecated himself. Uh, Mr. Hawhony adds that uh, they were still holding him when they got into the queue. But when they let his uncle go, he, quote, just dropped. He said he just dropped then and there. All right, be that way. Uh, Mr. Heine has been accused of attempting to take his uncle's money, which he denies, but says he has lived in the house with him that they shared, and they share the bills. Mr. Heine believes that he is being accused of murder because of his past history. He served two years in prison, has had some drugs problems, uh, but is now clean for the last three years, and once went to prison for fraud, having stolen his aunt's bank card and PIN number. So nothing there. Nothing to raise suspicion. And pictures of him taken this week show that he has a black eye and facial injuries, (laughs) which he claims were the result of an incident that took place last Friday. I love how it starts off very innocently. They're just going to walk with Dad over to the post office, Mm -hmm. and then under the bridge... He dies. Yeah, and they just keep going. They drag him. They just thought he didn't feel well, but we can still make it to the post office. He's finished it under the weather. That's why he's not breathing. You know, he's had heart attacks and all. He should be okay. He'll be fine. He'll shake it off. Well, here's the other follow-up story. A truck carrying around 100 monkeys that crashed into Pennsylvania, which we told you about, is now sparking fears of infection after a woman who came into contact with the primates began to feel unwell. I knew it! Michelle Fallon from Danville near, near Scranton was driving directly behind the vehicle when it crashed 
throwing animal crates all over the highway and smashing some to pieces. Four of the animals escaped. They were seen sitting among the wreckage before they fled. Fallon said she got out to help both the driver and the animals in their cages. Initially, from a distance, she thought that they were cats. Yes. When she approached and put her hand on a cage, she says the monkey hissed at her. And the day following the incident... Uh, Fallon suddenly developed a cough and pink eye, which became so bad that she had to visit an emergency room. Infectious, I feel so good. <laughs> infectious disease doctors gave her the first of four rabies injections together with some antiviral drugs. Uh, she said on Facebook that she was monitoring for symptoms of rabies and monkey herpes virus B as well. Monkey herpes, huh? Yeah. So uh, apparently... Uh, she said, touching she had touched one of the crates. She had walked through some monkey poop, okay. and uh, it's a nightmare. May have been where she had gotten a Touch contamination. Me. Touch me right here. Uh, Fallon has been told to keep a close eye on her health for the next month in case she develops any infections, uh, infectious diseases as a result of being so close to them. Yeah. Police told members of the public not to actively go out and search for the escaped monkeys nor attempt to catch them if they come into contact. You know how the villagers will light torches and go into the woods looking for the monkeys. Mm-hmm. Well, you've never been to Danville, Steve. <laughs> They've been waiting for this moment. I was wondering to get one of them to sick monkeys coming out for my daughter. You I... stay away from my daughter, you sick monkey. Here's another animal story. A lion upset a pride of lionesses and ended up losing his testicle for the trouble after they pounced on him for trying to take food from their young. Stuff like that happens in clubs all the time. Uh, Mandivo the lion tried to swipe a buffalo kill from the new mothers, not realizing it was meant for their 11-strong brood of cubs. So there's like four lionesses. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the the pictures are amazing. I didn't think the uh, bitch would do it. Uh, Mendivo <laughs> suffered a nasty bite to his genitals yeah. during the fight in Kenya that left vets no choice but to remove one of his testicles. Uh, photographer Gren Sowerby captured the cat fight on camera, allowing him to raise uh, the alert rangers uh, who moved in to administer veterinary treatment. Uh, Mr. Sowerby regularly visits oh, the area uh, to photograph the animals. <laughs> The 71-year-old said the roar was like an F1 car. He laid down and licked himself. Yeah. We were surprised, but have seen this behavior before. The old ball bite? He said, we saw the damage done to him. If Mr. Salvi and his team had not seen what happened, uh, Mendevo may not have received urgent treatment for his injury. He said that the Rangers sent a vet out from the Nairobi Elephant Orphanage. He did surgery on him, and he is now recovering in the wild where they will monitor him. We've all been in a situation where a little too much teeth yeah, <laughs> can be a bit scary. Yeah, oh, And that definitely was the case here. Dude lost a nut. Wow. All right. Uh, your spam, if your spam folder uh, is full, it might not be all junk mail. Laura Spears of Oakland County, Michigan. Can attest to that. She recently discovered a $3 million lottery prize sitting in her junk mail, in her spam folder. Uh, The lucky winner had purchased a Mega Millions ticket on the Michigan Lottery website on December 31st. Uh, She matched five numbers and won $1 million, plus she had the Mega Plier to multiply her prize by three. She said, I saw an ad on Facebook that the Mega Millions jackpot was getting pretty high, so I got on my account and I brought a ticket. A few days later, I was looking for a missing email from someone, so I checked the spam folder in my email account, 
And that's when I saw an email from the lottery saying that I had won a prize. So when you obviously buy a lottery ticket, you're not giving them your address. You give them, uh, so there's an Yeah, e- I guess so. so yeah, that's your contact. Right, that's your contact. She said, I couldn't believe what I was reading, so I logged onto my lottery account to confirm the message in the email, and I'm still shocked that I really won $3 million. <laughs> this is astonishing. I don't know to what level they would have stopped contacting her, you know what I mean? I they mean, probably would have tracked her down. By law, would they have, and I don't know, maybe yeah. state law varies, but you would assume something like a certified letter or something yeah. to indicate that was the case. She's putting a million aside, Preston, to buy that lion another nut. Uh, Spears, yeah. who claimed her prize as the lottery headquarters last week, said she plans to share her winnings with her family and retire early and Watch buy a that. lion a new testicle. All right, and there you go. That's what I have. <laughs> Story spoke to her. In the Bizarre File. I still have some more great ones. There's so many good B-File stories out this week, so get ready for it. Okay. Today is my birthday. Yes. Yeah. I do, I do have to share with you, though, uh, it was such a treat because, you know, I come to work in pretty much a daze. I mean, it's freaking early when we get up, and I I'm park my car, and I'm walking kind of with my head down right. to the building, and all of a sudden, I just hear, happy birthday <laughs> to you. <laughs> there was Jackie Baby. <laughs> That's great. It was the greatest way to have my first official birthday acknowledgement in the singing form from Jackie Bam. It was so funny. So, anyhow. Uh, but, Casey, you said you wanted to. Uh, yeah, I want to present you with Casey's doing. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. I just oh, want to okay. present you with something here. Uh, listen, last year we got you a nice little beach cruiser. Yeah. You know, uh, got you some pretty cool things over the uh, past. Yeah. This, this is nothing. This is not a high price. Well, this I'm year, not expecting anything. No, no. So, no. so we've been talking about real about dolls a lot. Yeah, uh, no. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not a high price item, but it is something that uh, recently just sort of came up. Um, you know, last week I think it was, and it, it resonated with you. I remember Reson- you telling me it was one of those yeah. things where I was like, okay, ding, little little uh, something, ding, yeah, ding, ding, little ding, ding uh, went off and bell went off in my head. I'm like, okay, well, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do to show you how much I love you. Okay? You may not like this. And that is fine. Oh no! That, and it is fine if what you a way don't to like show it. Someone if that you, you don't, love them. You, if you don't like it, that's fine. You just need to know that this was <laughs> this was thought of and created with love. And I need you to tell me if you don't like it. I need you to be honest. And and you're not going to be an a hole or anything like that. Because you return it or well, no, no, no. It, we'll just chuck it in the trash. But Preston, <laughs> uh, we discussed last week uh, how you said. Pies were made with love. Yes. Uh, and so, from scratch, uh, Preston, I made you an apple pie yay! for your birthday. You made it from scratch? From scratch. Wow. By the way, pie crust is essentially just butter and flour, and that is it. <laughs> yeah. It is three sticks of butter yeah. and, like, two cups of flour. So, uh-huh. looks we, fantastic. Yeah, we looks talked about getting pre-made, like a pre-done, and Casey insisted he wanted to make it from scratch because you said... Pies are made with okay. love. I was going to say, yeah, I didn't see the vent holes, but there they are. Yeah, yep. I okay. made a couple of vent holes. Well done. And there's uh, there's candles on here, so I better blow these yes. out. Yeah. Right. yeah, you blow those um, out. And then, so uh, I want to wish you... for a good tasting pie. Yes. Okay. All right. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I blew on it. I hope yeah. you guys don't mind. That's I blew fine. very lightly, yeah, so you're, I didn't You're crawling it. with the COVID. Yeah. All right. So, wow. I'm... Case. Yay. Presentation-wise, it, it, it looks, looks like fantastic. It's okay. 
The smoke alarm went off in my house last night, so that was, uh, I think that's a good sign. It's good, man. It's a good sign yeah. that the smoke alarm went off. And I'm going to cut can... into this, yeah. and we're going to try this out. I'm going to cut everybody, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, have well, have him bite it first, and he's going to be the the, uh, the, the guinea pig. Yeah, the guinea pig here. You said All earlier, right. Casey, if he doesn't like it, we have to throw it out, but do we have to throw it out? <laughs> we can throw it into Nick's yeah, Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He can't give it to you. <laughs> Nick, it reminds me of that scene in Shawshank where he goes, you want the rest of this? Yeah, more <laughs> the um, I made oh. I made a couple of mistakes. Uh, That's so why there's a shoe leather in it. It's uh, it, the crust was made with bread flour, not all-purpose flour. Also, it called for like you you beat an egg and then you um right. and then you coat the the top of the the crust yes. with it. An egg wash. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't know that that's what the beaten egg was for, and I thought. <laughs> You were supposed to put the beaten up egg into the apple mix, so there's extra egg in there. So it might actually, who knows, man. Maybe you've invented a revolution Maybe in apple pie. Maybe it was a happy, happy accident. Damn right. right. Uh, so yes. Preston, is it, is it tough to carve through that or is no, it okay? No, no, it is. Uh, I can tell the crust is very thick, so maybe that's that bread. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. And, then, oh, thank uh, you, and, and is it flaky at all? I cut kind of a big piece here. Well, well it's your birthday. birthday, boy. I didn't mean to cut it that big. Birthday boy gets a big piece. Okay. Yeah. Hey, it, and you know what? By the way, shouldn't Preston be wearing a construction paper crown? He should. God, because um, it's your birthday. There's a lot of apples in there. That was the other part of it. And did you? Use... Casey has really been branching out with his cooking lately. Yeah, baking more so. I've been making like. Okay, he wants to make everything. Man, right, wait, 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 wait. Hmm. Okay, well, I just tried the filling. It's good. It's a little runny. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But the crust—that's where you got to go. Yeah. All right. It's, oh, no, what are the crust? All right. Oh, thank mm. you, Preston. Yeah? Huh? Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't like it, do you? I no, put no, paprika no. in it. <laughs> How's the disgusting cooked fruit? Um, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> it tastes a little different than a pie. It's it's not quite as sweet. Okay. As a, uh, in the crust. I think there's a reason for, oh, in the crust. In the crust, yeah. because yeah. the crust called for no sugar. Hmm. And so I didn't put any sugar, and I was surprised at that. No but, sugar, hmm. extra eggs. No where sugar. did you Where did you get the recipe? Um, the interwebs. Uh, hang on. It's really good. Was it? I, yeah, an actual okay. food site. I would not eat this and go, "Wow, that's mm, yeah, it's okay." That's really good. Casey. Is it? All right. Well, oh, Preston, man. it was made well with done. love. Well you, done. You need to know on this day of your birth, uh, pre- uh, Marissa. I'll eat that later. That um, that you were loved. And that you're appreciated. How about that? All right. I feel like you guys hate uh, vanilla ice cream on that. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I vanilla know. Vanilla ice cream or whipped cream would uh, would really. I I'm tasting one ingredient that I'm trying to. It might have been the receptacle. Hmm. Do you know? Do you know? Do you, you're tasting something a, a different it, taste. I taste tra- some cinnamon. Is there some nutmeg in there There's too? Cinnamon, nutmeg, sugar. Yeah, a lot of butter. What kind of apples? Um, of oh, so Granny Smith. It was made with Granny Smith. Right. And then also, I thought I was going to run out of. Because it called for two and a half pounds of apples. I don't know what that two and a half pounds is. And so... Is there asbestos in this? There's a little bit of asbestos. You can taste that, right? Uh-huh. That's the love. <laughs> uh, and then I put a couple of um, uh, Honeycrisp apples in there as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, Kathy, the website yeah. is tasty. This mm. says co. Tasty. Okay. Tasty.co. All right. So, that, Casey, I'd have to say for you, is this your first apple pie? That was my mm. first apple pie I ever made. I, I think it's very good. Okay. I have a feeling, there is a, there's a lingering flavor that I can't quite... I, I want to say it tastes like a if you were to lick a movie theater popcorn maker. Ah. No, you know oh, what it like is? Like there's I, a lot of butter? Is that what you mean? Maybe that's it, yeah. I think it's the um, I think it's the flour that you use instead yeah, of the uh, maybe the, the, the all-purpose flour. Bread, bread flour, flour is what I used. A little and, bit different. 
Um, really good, though. And then, so the egg wash. The other thing is I didn't have, like, a... Uh, Oven? <laughs> I didn't, no, I did. Remember, smoke alarm right up. <laughs> uh, like, a, a brush to, to wash, put the egg wash on. Right. So I basically... Stop saying all the things you did wrong. If they're, it's a good pie. They like you it. You better eat it, girlfriend. I know. I'll eat the crust. Just eat the crust. Yeah. Dude, I hate apple pie. Do you want some fun facts? Yeah, yeah. About this day in history? Sure. About your birthday? Oh, sure. I did a random search you're doing that. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore died today in Greenwich, Connecticut. No, not right. Wow. Yeah, uh, Charles Manson and three of his followers were convicted of a series of murders. Oh, my God. This is amazing. 101 Dalmatians was released today, the original Disney oh. classic. Well, that's a good thing. I love that movie. The first Emmy Awards were presented. The first Emmy Awards, there were only six categories, and the shows were limited to shows that aired in the Los Angeles area. What? How about that crap? Wow. Uh, what, uh, King oh. Henry VIII, King of England... Married his second wife, Anne Boleyn, in a secret ceremony. So the reason I know fact. Anne Boleyn is from uh, the song uh, "Hook" from um, uh, from uh, Blue Traveler. Isn't there? Oh. Second in, second oh. in, second in. You're Anne Boleyn or Anne Boleyn? <laughs> and she was beheaded later on. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, if you're Rin Tin Tin or Anne Boleyn, that's it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. I hey, love happy this. Happy birthday! Well done. Nathan Love by Casey Boy and Apple Pie for birthday boy Preston Elliott. Uh, it means a lot. Thank you, man. And I love you, too. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. We do have Kiefer Sutherland who will be joining us. And he's going to be playing a gig uh, in our area in March. Uh, so we'll get to the details Believe it or not. in a little bit. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Couldn't be more proud of him. I mean, he was nominated for a Grammy for. I mean, come on, that's freaking awesome. Oh, that's a proud mama right there. Yeah, Wolfie, catch Preston and Steve's full interview with Valerie Bertinelli on PrestonandSteve.com. It's time to take the pulse of our fair city because we're headed downtown. Scooby, wow, wow! The birthday boys take her to the street to put some more miles on his gorgeous model feet. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. For making a little, a little, had to a little rhyme day, yeah. for the uh, for the city beat, uh, we mentioned this in uh, news earlier this morning. Um, while the Flyers are on a colossal losing streak now, potentially record breaking franchise record breaking uh, losing streak, there is a uh, a league record. Uh, that is about to be, be broken. It's been tied, and uh, all we need to do is get uh, Keith Yandel to play tonight, and he will now uh, surpass a consecutive games record. He's uh, he's taking over. Uh, Doug Jarvis uh, was the person who had the most consecutive games, and it will be his uh, 965th game, I think. Wow. Maybe. That's the record, yeah. So uh, last night was 964, tonight is 965. Dude, he'll be in first place. Think about that. Okay, so Cal Ripken had his Iron Man uh, run, which was amazing, but that's baseball. Yeah. This is hockey. Also, he- <laughs> this is beating the crap out of your body hockey. It's exactly yeah. what I thought. You're dealing with a far more aggressive, far more consistent game. Not only that, he's a defenseman. He's not an mm. offenseman. So, like, the, the pucks are constantly being shot at him. He's he's always up against the boards. He, uh, you know, and uh, uh, if you're on offense, obviously, yeah, it takes a lot of skill and strength as well. But uh, to do it as a defenseman is really impressive. Uh, I know the Flyers are in the middle of a not great season, uh, quite frankly. It's terrible. But this is a really impressive um, really impressive streak. So, by the way, Jarvis, the guy who's getting over he, he's held this record since 1986. Yeah. Well, 
That is how long he has had this record. They were so, showing some footage of Jarvis during his streak, and they they, they started at the beginning on uh, on uh, the Flyers game a week or two ago, and the footage that they used looked like it was footage from, like, the 60s. And I think his streak started in the 70s, and it just it lasted a really, really long time because uh, that's how long it takes to play that many games. So think of the the, the maelstrom of thoughts. So you you're you have the chance, obviously, to, to break this record with this game tonight. Do you... Do you um, do you just sit in one room and don't go anywhere? Yeah. Or for, you I know, think so. Yeah, so on the off chance yeah. of some freak so, accident will happen. happen. All he's got to do is lace up and skate out on the ice, and he's right. got the record. And this year, with COVID, I mean, like, the, the uh. NHL's regulations are really strict. So <gasps> Drew has missed games. Jeez, um, I didn't even think of that. Provorov, one of the defensemen, uh, has hadn't missed a game at all in his career. He had started his career with 400-plus games, and then he got COVID. He was fine, but he was tested positive. So we had to sit two or three games. So, so when um, he shows up, he's going to be tested, I assume, right? Well, yeah, the, their testing is is uh, ridiculous, I and mean, it's right. nonstop. But Yandel, uh, despite you know, including everything, all of the injuries that he's avoided, he's also avoided contracting and getting uh, you know a positive test for COVID. So it's it's a really remarkable thing. That's it's, incredible. God, you know, listen. So again, a lot of times, I don't know why we default to this, but a lot of times, if you're going to break a record, you know, you have the chance to break. the... Two records, one in one positive direction and one in one negative direction. Yeah. Casey, you had perfect attendance in school, didn't you? Uh, so from kindergarten through eighth grade, I missed one day of school. I missed one day of school uh. in sixth grade. Yeah. But, um, and yeah. that was kind of a goal of yours, right? Yeah. And, and, Did and you miss like, just one day? Uh, well, no, just to, you know, <laughs> to tell you the truth, Preston, no. I hated having to go to school. I used to get bronchitis every freaking year. Like, sometimes, you know, a couple of times a year. And bronchitis is not contagious, right? It's just a, a nasty cough. And I would cough so bad sometimes that I would let, literally, like, throw up from, from coughing so bad. I got bronchitis. Uh, you know, I would suffer ear infections. But, you know, my mom's like, you're going to school. You're go- well, so when did, you, when did you become aware that you're, you had a perfect record? Were you you're, always you're aware? Always, you're always all right, aware. All right. You're always aware. But did when you it, get any sort of accolade or anything? No, only one person that I... And so this guy, Jason, that I uh, went from kindergarten through eighth grade with, he's the only person in our entire class... Went from kindergarten to eighth grade without missing a day. Were, were you reminded of this when you didn't feel well? Come on now, Casey. You don't want to miss your perfect record. No, not, not that I recall. Uh, Even though you've got bronchitis. No, but mm. you know what really sucks is uh, by the middle of the day, I was fine. You know, th- that morning, That's I, the bitch I, I did not right. feel good. Yeah. Uh, middle of the day, I was fine. By the time school had let out, I was A-OK, out playing with my friends. And funny enough, my teacher drove one of my students or one of my fellow classmates home and drove past my house. Uh, and I was like, hey, how you doing, Miss D? And then I was like, oh, my God, I was out from school today. I'm like, I'm going to get in so much trouble. Um, I'm wondering if uh, if uh, people, you know, do this with work because uh, that, that's this guy's job. I yeah. mean, you know, yeah. he he's, hasn't missed a day of work. That's essentially what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if people are have a lot of pride in never missing a day of work and that they, you know, they, they strive for this. I think I'm pretty good. Like, I, with, 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 I, I, with my record, uh, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've missed, for the amount of days, I think you are as well, for the amount of days that I've worked, I haven't missed a lot. When I had uh, the cancer surgery, when I had that, I, I only missed technically yeah, two I was, days. Uh, in twenty uh, twenty, I missed a week because I remember I was I had the flu really, really yeah, hard yeah. The pandemic right, 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 right when uh, which everyone's going, he's got COVID. Yeah. COVID started, but um, 
Yeah, I, you know, listen, I try to come in, you know, no matter what. But there was a time, yeah. oh, pre-Preston and Steve show, where I'd call in BS sick days. I didn't <laughs> care. I didn't care. Yeah, not yeah. at all. But, I, I mean, for your run here in, in radio in this uh, with this show yeah. has been pretty, been pretty effing good. good. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, and I'm not bragging here, but I'm pretty sure I've taken the least amount of sick, sick days than all of you guys. There was one time I had, a, one time I had a stomach bug. Uh, in like oh five oh six, which is weird because I just uh, I'm I don't throw up like I just stomach viruses are what will do me in. Yeah. I, I will yeah, listen. I don't care how contagious I am. I'll come in. No, no I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, but uh, th- that's the one thing where you're just we just you're completely depleted. Yeah, we had had a meeting at Nancy Glass Productions. She was uh, at her office around the corner. I remember I was sitting in that all in that meeting. I'm going. Here, try oh, some of this apple pie. <laughs> no, I don't feel good. And then I went home, barfed my 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 guts oh, up, really? and, and I was out three days for that. I took sick days when my father passed away. Yeah. And then one time I was on my way into work and, and uh, I had, it was the day after Halloween. So and for some people, it, it's like, it, it is a thing. So I remember, like, I remember all the way back to elementary school, Heidi Kindler had the perfect attendance record. They made a big deal about it. Yeah. Heidi Kindler. <laughs> and and uh, I was like, wow, I, don't, I guess that's a thing. Do mm-hmm. you think the pandemic has changed the mindset at all? Because, you know, you would be considered a hero, quote unquote. Like a workhorse, yeah. Yeah, and, and now it's just like you could be doing damage to everybody around you. Uh, and, I think uh, there's and, been and, a heightened awareness. Yeah, and, and yeah. like, listen, I, I, that's not, you're not being a hero. You're, you're, no. that's, that's not a good thing coming into work sick. You're, you're, I think. I think temporarily, but if this thing passes fully, then yeah. I think we'll go back to people wanting to, you know. It's different with syphilis, right? If you go to work and you spread that around. Yeah. It's my, a different thing. Yeah, my friend uh, had uh, COVID last week, and I asked her how she was feeling. And she's like, to be honest with you, if it wasn't COVID and I felt the way I feel now, because she had like a sore yeah. throat, she's like, I would have gone into work. Right, right. right. You know? Yeah. Uh, by the way, Yandel's secret in an interview was he said uh, the love for the game and having fun. He said at the end of the day... Yeah. Uh, we are playing a game that we all dreamed of playing growing up. He said, I remember my former teammate Ray Whitney said to me when I was young, as long as there's an NHL symbol on your jersey, that means you're having a good day. And I haven't taken that for granted. It's a great attitude. And he also credits his parents, uh, Bud and Patty, for instilling the importance of hard work in what? him. Kept me coming in all the time was the NHL sticker on my shit. Yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, <laughs> either that gonna... or we had nothing else to do. No, exactly. yeah, and so <laughs> that might as well go to yeah. work. The I want to watch Steve Wilkos. Right. Uh, despite everything that's going on with the Flyers, I believe we're going to chat with Yandel tomorrow. Um, I hope so. He, Listen. He's a great guy. Uh, yeah. He's a really cool personality. And, and again, I, I get it. I get it from Flyers fans. I know how terrible they are. They know how terrible they are. No, they're uh, not. Yes, yeah, they're, they're completely they're, aware. They're not impervious to the... To, and I'm sure they're uh, incredibly self-critical. But what he's accomplished uh, and, and is about to accomplish really is an amazing thing. Yeah, well, it's a bad season. It's also kind of an asterisk season because... Of COVID and and uh, so many people having to yeah. be out. It has been. Um, and so, but this is listen. The guy, in fact, he deserves even more. Yeah. Uh, yes. Recognition for I being agree. able to pull this off of what's been going on the past two years. So what what is what is the uh, the the NHL record for string of losses, Nick? Oh, uh, 18. eighteen. It was um, uh, the Penguins did it. And then um, Carolina, I think. I looked it up earlier, Steve. So it, the Carolina record was not that long ago. Besides the Washington Generals, what's the biggest Tough. in sports in general? And right now we're at... 12. That's, yeah. where, we're, that's where we've landed. I want to make sure we get plenty of mileage out of that clip. 12. We have... Um, uh, Sab- 12. I'm sorry. Real quick, Casey. It was, uh, the Sabres did it um, in 2021. And then the Pe- uh, Penguins oh, really? did it in uh, tw- uh, 2003, 2004. Yeah, it was 18 games in a row. All right. Well, we're playing the Islanders. They are... 
in seventh place. They're not the good either. They're not good either. And we so. lost to them twice <laughs> last week, so maybe there's a bit of a revenge factor. And listen, these guys want to get out of this losing streak so bad. Yes. And if they could do it on the night where uh, Yandel breaks the record, all the better. Yeah. It'd be wonderful. Yeah. And do it for us. And do it for us because we want to chat with you tomorrow. We have this record. Yes. Uh, real quick, speaking of records, I have some other um, stories I'm going to go to in the city beat, but I'm going to go to Joe real quick. Joe, good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up? So my daughter is a crazy academic girl. You know, she loves school. And uh, I think it was about sixth grade. Um, she had a perfect attendance, and she was so proud of her perfect attendance. But she was sick, throwing up, fever. And she's packing up her stuff to get ready for school. And then she runs to the bathroom, throws out. I'm like, no, you're not going to school. She tried to drag herself out of the house, taking my keys. <laughs> oh, she wanted, she wanted it. So bad. Oh. I mean, crying. if she were to go in, get checked in, say, okay, um, you know, Sally's here. Sally's here. Bueller. And then goes home, does she still get credit for perfect attendance? That's a good question. Well, yeah, because leaving early would she... be different. Yeah, right? She she couldn't even get out the door. There oh man, no she was, yeah, yeah, that's too bad. So so uh, did she after that? Did she can try to continue to have a perfect attendance despite that blemish? I mean, she's in tenth uh, grade now in high school, and um, she has perfect attendance even with the COVID. Like uh, okay, you know that we did the remote stuff for a full year, and sure. she was perfectly fine. So she other than that one day. day, other than that one day in sixth grade, she's had perfect attendance. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think the key to cool, creating a, a, an academically-minded student is to make things so miserable at home that they want to go every <laughs> day, leave. right? I, I That's never, the key. I never understood the perfect attendance thing. I don't know why people want it. And I know somebody who uh, they argued with this person that um, their child should get perfect attendance and get the perfect attendance award because she really tried oh, to have perfect God. attendance, but she missed one day. And Your mom used to take you shopping. The, yeah. Oh, my mom used to all the time. I'd wake Don't up. go to school today. She'd be like, we'll go get ice cream. <laughs> the mall. And I'd be like, but, I mean, I, di- I did not take her up on that. I, I didn't like missing school because I fell behind. Like, I, right, I had right, to yeah. try hard in school. So that was the reason. But, like, I in no way tried for perfect attendance. I want to go to school, Bobby. <laughs> but could hey. you imagine the parents fighting for perfect attendance award when their kid, listen, missed a day. Yeah. That stinks. Yeah. But, like. No, it wasn't perfect. It's not perfect. What the hell yes. do you want me to Attendance. do? Yes. Right, right. I pitched a perfect game. I just said a few people hit off <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> By the way, here's a note. The Sabres that have the record for the most losses broke their streak against the Flyers. Of course. Hey, right. Of course they did. <laughs> so well, we, we rolled the, the marbles. Do you remember what was, what was, what was, was the 10,000th 10, loss, of, loss. Of, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, of the Phillies? Oh, my God. Did you know yeah. that the Phillies have had fewer appearances in the playoffs yes. in the history since 1883, they've made the playoffs 14 seasons. I and the, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Has been on for 15 seasons. I just saw that stat recently. Nick. Unbelievable! I had no idea that the Phils had that lousy of a postseason it's, record. They are I have no the, idea. The losingest franchise in North American uh, um, professional oh, yeah, sports. Yeah. Listen, hey, everybody, you need right. to lock on to something. That's why when we did the marble celebration, <laughs> we rolled a, a 10,000 marbles down yeah. the, uh, the art museum the, steps. steps. Mm-hmm. I remember the day, particularly because I think Bill Weston was put into the back of a squad car, wasn't he? Oh, on I that don't day? remember. Yes. I don't remember. So what sucks about, like, our our sick days is that you don't get them at the end of the year. Like, I think my, um, I want to say my brother, and there are other places where if you don't use your sick days, you get them as vacation days. Is it Well, I guess you can't compel a business. Well, maybe you can. Or they'll carry over to the next year. I think our sick days do carry over. Do they? Yeah. But they don't turn into vacation days, and you can only carry over a certain amount, and then you lose them. 
And then how many sick days in a row do you need to have before you actually need to get a doctor's note? I don't know. Mm. Would it be suspicious if we all took a sick day at the same time? <laughs> I think it would. We were all sick Especially on- if we were out in the parking lot having a barbecue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you like know, on I a mean, Friday. <laughs> I kept thinking, like when I got COVID, I kept thinking, had I mean, it ruins my va- it ruins my vacation between yeah. Christmas and New Year's um, and after. But had I not been home, like had I be- been in here, the whole show would have been wiped out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in short right. order, yeah. 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 Now I'm good though because I have this thin sheet of plexiglass between us. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that weird. Wait. That our line of spit actually yes, misses right, right. the plexiglass. It goes right on top. No, of but your... yeah, yeah the, the things that hold up your your uh, your pieces of paper are going to be They're totally healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the only things that are shielded from one another. <laughs> I mean, for two years, is it, is it for two years, we have had the worst rinky dink setup of like trying to protect ourselves from each other. No, no, no. That's the one thing. It can't evade a thin sheet of plexiglass sitting off to the side. All right. Uh, well, anyhow, uh, Keith Gandel going to break the record tonight as long as he makes it into work and there's possibility that we might speak to him tomorrow. That's That'd be cool. great. And I hope regardless of how it plays out, yeah. Yeah, he comes on because it's something worth celebrating. Yep. All right. This is worth celebrating in my realm. Uh, and this is in, it takes place in the entire state of Pennsylvania, but I thought it would be good for the uh, the city beat. Another rare whiskey lottery is happening this time with the Van Winkle line of bourbons. Oh, are you a fan? And it is open to register. The Pennsylvania Liquor Board, uh, Liquor Control Board announced yesterday. Uh, Pappy Van Winkle, Steve, is known as some of the greatest alcohol uh, in the world. Is it? And yes, and every now and then, the, the only way you can really get your hands on it is to either spend a ridiculous amount of money through a like a collector or something like that, where you can go through these uh, these lotteries that they have, and so I yeah, would I like to to, to have some? Sure. Am I going to pay a thousand dollars for a bottle? No, because I wouldn't. It wouldn't be my my palate is not sharp enough to go. Wow, now that's so, that's worth five hundred dollars. You so. don't do this, but would you do Rob Van Winkle vanilla yes, ice? I would do Rob Van Winkle. Uh, no, but uh, but there are less expensive bottles that maybe I'll enter for. I, I think I have an account uh, through the uh, PLCB. Uh, through its limited release lottery, the PLCB is giving residents the opportunity to purchase uh, 1,208 rare whiskeys. Residents and wow. licensees have until Friday, January 28th to enter one or more of the drawings. I can't tell you how much I would... this. Again, I wish I had a taste for this stuff. I don't I, I, any alcohol. I just don't like the taste of it. But the, like these, they look so good. They look. There's such a, a nice um, atmosphere and environment, and the way that they're savored, and the way people appreciate this stuff. Uh, you know, it, it's so cool, and yet it does nothing for me. So the rare Tennessee whiskeys are the Van Winkle line of bourbons which are the most sought after in the world. Wine Enthusiast Magazine and World Spirits Championship have rated the 20-year bourbons 99 out of 100 points. Wow. What did they lose the point for? Uh, Dardiness? Yeah, maybe that was it. Uh, yeah, they missed one day. <laughs> uh, Pennsylvania lawmakers make, uh, well, they, there are separate drawings uh, that are being conducted for each of these limited-release whiskeys. Lottery participants may opt in one or several of the drawings. So uh, they're going to have uh, the Pepe Van Winkle Family Reserve Straight Bourbon 23-year Old 95 proof, which is $399 each, 31 bottles for individual consumers and 10 for licensees. Uh, then you have the straight bourbon 15-year 107 proof, $149. Uh, the reserve straight bourbon 20-year old 90 proof, $250 each. So it goes on like Let that. Let me ask you, so of all these spirits outside of wine, which 
generates the greatest cost, which is the most Cognac, highly coveted? Maybe? Cognac? Yeah, probably, yeah. Because uh, you got Louis the Thirteenth. Yeah, is that's usually the most. Doctor Mike has, I believe, he uh, uh, has a cognac that he has been holding on to for quite a while. That it ages he, too, so you can hang he, on to it yeah, for a long he was, time. Right? He was given. There's a one. special bottle that's associated with it, and like the, the aging process, and then they'll do like a wine. They, they can do like a really small um, batch, right, know, right, and, right, so select batch or whatever for a cognac. That's just a guess. I I, I have no idea. That really. sounds like a fair guess. What kind what of flavor be? is a cognac? I've never really had it. Is it a liqueur or it's, is it a it's kind of sweet? Okay. Um, it's like you who. Uh, it's a lot like Yoo-Hoo, yeah. Yeah! That's the grossest drink on the planet. Why would anybody ever drink Shut Yoo-Hoo? up with that crap. I'm tired of hearing that. Every time Yoo-Hoo is mentioned, you guys crap all over. I don't. I don't. I, it's well, a chocolate drink. It's not chocolate milk. Not and that's the problem. Why bother? It's positioned as chocolate milk. It's a chocolate drink. And I'll tell you what. And here we go again. <laughs> And I'm going to relive a bad dream. But no, not a dream. It happened to me. It was real. I was there. A nightmare. Field trip to the Bronx Zoo. <laughs> My mother was actually one of our... Uh, chaperones. Chaper- <laughs> chaperones. So she puts my Yoo-Hoo into the freezer so it'll be nice and cold when we're walking around. Oh. What happens? We arrive at the zoo. Walking around. It's overcast. A little light drizzle. Then comes time for lunch. I sit down. I have my peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and I figured now's the time to take a swig out of that you. Frozen solid. One kid found out. They all found out. And then the monkeys started laughing and pointing. They're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. No, mother. My you is frozen, mother. (laughs) They can see your dirty pillows. I actually brought dirty pillows that day. <laughs> Why would you bring dirty pillows to the zoo for the animals? Oh, my God. Do you want to hear my frozen drink story? Please. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> was it you who? I'll die right here. It wasn't you who. It was water, Steve, but I was going to cheerleading camp. Pine Forest cheerleading camp. Yeah. And uh, I, it was going to be a hot week, a really hot week, blazing hot. It was the hottest of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I froze all of my giant water bottles, so I was the only one at camp. With cold water. Oh. Uh, well, it was a work. It worked, but some bitches from the other team <gasps> stole my water. What? Oh, bitches. Are you kidding me? Are you, you kidding can't. me? And I knew who it was. It was these two little bitches. <laughs> That's when Kathy went and got a knife. Yeah. Put Call on her. my uncle who drives kids around in the trunk. Her cheerleading outfit. And yeah. I sliced their yeah. necks. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> it, yeah. Wow. Bring in Luca Brasi. Godfather. May it be a masculine. I got time for that. (laughs) (laughs) My niece's water bottles are frozen. I want you to go. And don't kill him. (laughs) (laughs) By the end of the day, I want a necklace made of nipples. not a cheerleading camp girl. I loved cheerleading, but those camps, God, they were awful. You would have been, she would have been pressed in the Eliza Dushku of Bring It On, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, probably. No, well, not well, a, you, were, you were a good cheerleader, but not a fan of the cheerleading 
culture. One hundred percent. I so I was a diver, and my senior year, I told my mom I don't want to dive, and she said, "Well, you need to do something. You have to play a sport. What do you want to do?" And at that point, what, what was I going to? You know what I mean? Like they were all everybody was good. I was going to go just jump on the softball jump team. The field yeah. 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 So I had been a cheerleader when I was younger. I said, "Okay, fine, I'll do that." And I tried out, and the coach was like, "We weren't expecting you. Like, where did you come from?" Well, I, look I, at you now. Well, I could also do gymnastics, and they didn't have a lot of gymnasts on the team, uh, so... That was in the early days of cheer. And then the first thing we had to do was go to camp in August, and I was like, this sucks. Mm. All right. <laughs> let, oh, let me get a quick vote around the room. You okay. who? Good drink or not? Preston? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Outstanding Me? Drink. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Casey? Yeah. Uh, Marissa gave a thumbs up. Oh, yep. Yep. Absolutely not. Disgusting. Okay. Nick? I, I agree with Kathy. So okay, four so to two, we lose. Girls in the room. We don't lose anything. That crap's gross. <laughs> it is a chocolate. Now, I love chocolate milk and real chocolate milk. <laughs> but as far as a chocolate drink goes, it's good. And Kathy hates chocolate milk. I hate chocolate uh, milk. Oh, well, that doesn't even count, Dan. I like chocolate milk. I'll drink that. I just, if you're going to have a chocolate drink, why go with Yoo-Hoo? Right. Why? Right. I ask of you. Uh, Preston, Ovaltine, chocolate Ovaltine. <laughs> Sometimes milk is too thick for uh, the for the occasion. You're too thick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think I've ever had Ovaltine. Chocolate, uh, I was, chocolate uh, Ovaltine? No, no. I always oh. had uh, um, uh, Quick. Oh, yeah, uh, Nestle's, Nestle's quick. quick. Oh, yeah. I liked Ovaltine. The one problem with Ovaltine is no matter, no matter how much you stirred it up in milk, it would not really quite dissolve. So it's like drinking wet saccharine. Yeah, yeah, you don't want that. The quick stuff. Uh, yeah, I still actually have the uh, Nestle Quick. Uh, a bunny. Oh, I love those yeah. with the uh, the ears. I love that, that it came in the can. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was very nice. It's actually not mine. I, it was a uh... willed to me. <laughs> well, it was my. Yeah, it's it's come, my come, wife's. It was willed to her. Come closer to the bed. I want you to have my net chocolate quick can. Okay. No, no money. <laughs> All right. Do I have time for another uh, City Beat story? Oh, or? we went off on a tangent. Yeah. Sorry about that. I was reliving a nightmare. No, that's all right. I want to do one more thing just to make it more than two, so right. it feels a little so more so that complete. we have a proper beating. Uh, Steve sent me this article. Something I had never, I had wondered about, and never really spent too much time thinking as to why. I think we all have. But uh, the tower at City Hall, you know, the clock and all yeah, that, yeah. and the Bill William, Billy Penn yeah, yeah. Uh, statue. Why is that a different color than the rest of the building? Oh, is it a different color? I didn't it even is. Know. It, okay. it is a lighter gray, hmm. and it's clear when you take a look at Especially it. Especially on a sunny day. So they they did a they did a massive refurbish. Yeah, that they cleaned it incredibly too. Incredibly beautiful building. Yeah. If yeah. you spend some time, if you're in Center City and you go, if if you survive driving around City Hall, yeah. And you stop, or do, if you want to live after driving around City Hall, and take a look at that building. It is magnificent. There was a, I love that. There building. was a short period of time where it was the tallest building in the world. In the world, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was one weekend, one long weekend. Hey, long see, weekend. Look at this photo here. Yeah, the top. Okay, it's kind fair of a enough. Bluish gray. That's a, a, probably just an aesthetical thing. Aesthetical. Aesthetical. <laughs> it's but, like a popsicle. It, thing. Well, it wasn't meant to be that way. So they 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 built they spent all this money redesigning it for. Decades, I want to say. Like, it was a long, long time. Yeah, 1984 to 1990. So not quite decades. Uh, Six years. Okay. (laughs) So that's like five decades. (laughs) (laughs) It must be like 56 years, five years. Uh, So, yeah. Is anyone still alive from when they started that project? It was a $26.5 million uh, I remember. Oh, shut up. (laughs) So anyhow, the question was submitted to uh, Curious Philly, which I think this was out of the Inquirer. Um, And people were asking why uh, is a completely different shade of white than the rest of the building? Why is the the top part? 
Uh, what is an was it an oversight during a renovation project or is they a technical reason? And the answer is apparently kind of both. Okay, as according to uh, it was a report by Thomas Hine, uh, renovations required a change in materials used for the city hall tower. And uh, the designers of City Hall never meant it to be quite as noticeable as it is now. Uh, Greta Greenberg, the director of, of the City Hall Tours for 25 years, said in an interview uh, that work on the tower had been long overdue. She said, from the clock level up to the observation deck right. was covered with cast iron and pieces were falling apart. They were deteriorating. Bolts were coming loose and so on. So they thought that they would replace some of the nearly 4,000 iron plates. Jeez. But instead, they decided to replace almost all of them with a new skin of steel. Most of the 3,900 iron plates were replaced with about 2,000 copper and zinc-coated plates. The redesign with fewer plates was intentional. There would be fewer inches, or, I'm sorry, fewer niches and spaces where rainwater could accumulate and cause corrosion. So the plates were electroplated, and they were to be covered with a state-of-the-art paint that would last 50 years or more, the kind of... Uh, nearly indestructible paint used for bridges and ships and airplanes and things like that. And as I say, niches get stitches. <laughs> so the thing is, the company that developed that paint made it in just three colors, white, <laughs> dark gray, and light gray. Oh, my God. And officials of the city's art commission chose the light gray hue and thought about warming up the color to match the stone of the building, but they couldn't find a way to do it. So the light gray paint... Went on the copper plates before being topped on the refurbished tower. And uh, less than a month later, Hein had published a second article praising the efficiency of the project's engineering but lamenting the careless aesthetic. So they needed to use this type of paint. They thought they might have a way to blend it in, and it turns out that they couldn't. And that's what, why it kind of stands out. Preston, you know, any anytime you've ever painted anything in your house and you try to match a color. Don't forget it. Uh, it I've it, never tried it, to match it's, a color. It's nightmare. Fortunately, my brother-in-law is is phenomenal at, at doing this stuff. So he's been able to do it and, and, and blend things together that were painted years apart. But, um, uh, yeah, so they, they were they, they had no option. That was the only way to do it. What it, it does is I think it makes the rest of the building look a little dirty. You know, even though they cleaned it all up, uh, because it's a lighter shade, it it has the appearance of being newer and cleaner. It does. It also, though, serves the purpose of making the clock pop a little bit more. Yeah, I'd like to see it all. One would color. you? Would you like it as a lime green? Uh, no, I would not like that. <laughs> You've noticed the uh, the Washington Monument, right? That has that line in the middle where, like, they started yes. building it and then they ran out of the marble. The I think. Yeah, uh, Spider Man. Uh, uh, well, that probably happens in Spider Man too, but yeah, like in real life. Yeah. when you go as well. Um, by the way, there's a great um, website called or Instagram account Philly Drone Shots. I think yeah. we've mentioned it a couple times. Yep. Yeah, and they always have terrific shots of uh, of City Hall. Yep, it looks. Uh, yeah. It's a gorgeous. My one, it's the issue everyone has. It is. Anytime, remotely in and out of the of the rush hours, and it just in general, it is just horrible, horrible Learn getting around. That. Yep, horrible, most definitely. But it's a it's a stunning building. It's it's very impressive. I'll hold it up against you know just about any other in the country, and I, I've, I've been all over this wonderful country, and it's a, it's a gorgeous building. Inside is very dated. Yeah, I don't, I, but but you know what? I haven't been in there. They still have a vomitorium. I haven't been in there in like 10 years or more, probably, so... I've, I've never been up to the observation deck. Have any of you guys? <clears throat> no. Uh, no, now it's... Is it closed now? I have no idea. I'd they, love they, to. They, that was the idea, right? They were going to close it? 
I don't know. Well, they closed the one, Steve, in uh, Liberty Place. Uh, oh, at, I'm at sorry. Liberty. You're, you're right, Nick. I'm uh, sorry, yeah. But there's also, I, but I think you need to get permission to do City Hall, from, but I, I don't know. From the Pope. Uh, from the Pope. You got to uh, petition him. <laughs> th- or maybe hey, why, why is this my thing? <laughs> <laughs> How did they sign up? <laughs> why is this my thing? You, you come from Philadelphia? You want to go to the, to the top of the building? Go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, the Dominic Sanctus building goes. <laughs> <laughs> He's just thinking, yeah, there's a Latin. Uh, he didn't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, they didn't ahead. think anyone would go and get permission. Okay. Well, that's why. That's why it's a different color. That's all we have time for. That's it. That's yeah. it. In the city beat, Casey gave me the wrap-up. So wow, we'll do it again another time. I promise you that. Uh, we want to take a break. Uh, we're going to have Kiefer Sutherland coming up in a little bit and uh, and more. So uh, make sure that you hang in there because we will not be gone long. We are back after this. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right. And this month's band is Froggy. Froggy, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. And my second piece of birthday pie from oh, yeah? Casey. There's yeah. proof. So if you. you didn't like it, you wouldn't have done that. And I think we figured out the mystery flavor in there. Yeah. Uh, it's smoke. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because Casey had a uh, uh, had a fire in his uh, oven last night, just which is fairly common if you yeah. don't clean your oh, oven. Lord Jesus, it's a fire. If you don't run the cleaning uh, cycle in it, it can it can smoke like that. We had that yeah. happen not that long so, ago. So uh, I'm thinking that you know, my wife is saying that uh, I thought I crimped all the edges so none of the juices flowed out, but... Uh, you probably I, did. It might have just been debris, just stuff that was already there and finally... I'm learning. Charred. I'm learning things. What temperature did you cook it at? Three seventy-five. That's no, that's what it called crazy for. Okay. No, but like uh, what I should have done was I should have put there. There are two racks in there. I probably should have put it on the upper rack with a baking pan underneath, underneath. and I didn't yep. do that. Listen, you're learning. Still I'm taste learning. damn good. You're doing great. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm very impressed. I, but a, you know, oh yes, uh, just a baking question. You said the the temperature at three seventy-five, and uh, what I don't know, and you probably do, is why does it matter that you have to wait to the temperature get to where it's supposed to be before putting something in? Um, I, you because know, it starts I, cooking, and, yeah. then, and then you're thrown off because it's cooking at a different temperature until it gets up to that 375 or whatever you need it at. When and I don't always wait because I don't have the patience to. So that's like, if that's it's my at, problem. If it's at 375, and like, so what I'll try and do, it's kind of like a, when I order my hoagies at Wawa. <laughs> I order my hoagies, and then I go get a whole bunch of other stuff done so that by the time I'm done at the register, the hoagies are waiting for me. I'll do the same thing when I'm, when I'm baking. I'm like, and so that's what... You'll go to Primo? No. <laughs> yeah, no, but they tell you to preheat the oven, so oh, if right. I'm doing yes. other things... You need to do that. Yeah. yeah. Rochelle it's... does the same. She, she'll do that with a with a pan, like, you know, uh, tur- you know, turn it on and then throw the stuff in immediately and not let it heat up. you got to let it get hot. Okay. Yeah. Because, because for the to... optimum... You, yeah, you, for you, the... You for, there's, there's, you know, there's a reason. Now, I can't explain to you, you know, why in physics or something like that, why it needs to be that way, but I just know it's supposed to be it that way. Like does. when they launch, do, a, do a space launch, why don't they just ratchet up the flame slowly? Yeah, slowly. On the <laughs> yeah. uh, by the way, though, and, and thank you again for my, my birthday pie, but I got my real birthday present yesterday. I got a root canal done <laughs> yeah, yesterday. Yes. Uh, and actually, it was great. It was, it was, I, oh my God, when I was done, it was so much better. Preston, oh. you've been dealing with this pernicious 
pain issue with this tooth. And I and I and when you said you're going for the root canal last time we spoke, so the first time you'd gone in and they they waved you off. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I said that when I had my last root canal, I actually fell asleep in the chair. Steve, I dozed off for yeah. a moment yesterday. Yeah, I was so tired. I was so I was driving over there. I'm like almost nodding off. I was that tired. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, well, you know, what, I'll wake up when I get in the chair. And I was going to a uh, <clears throat> more of a specialist. Was, was my regular dentist. Uh, so I didn't. I a didn't, root man. I didn't know yeah. it. Pretty much what he was. Yeah. And I'm telling you, dude, this dentist, it, it was all business. Yeah. I mean, like no chit chat, no right. nothing. Because usually there's a little socialization right. that goes yeah. on. Hey, how you doing? This and that. But I had never met this guy before, and it was very clinical. Sat down. He had one other assistant. They barely spoke the entire time. And but but it wasn't sounds it like wasn't the king ru- of brows. No, it wasn't rude. It was it was he was very nice, oh. very soft spoken guy, right. but just very minimal huh. and just got right to it. And I just laid there and at some point I nodded off. Yeah. And I'm like, that's great. Number one, he numbed me. More than I've been numb before. Num, 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 num. And you, didn't use the, that's what they do. They use, they, like, like I, uh, my, my dentist, uh, uh, Dr. Chris Batula, she, she said, well, what, we're going to make sure you're not going to feel the damn thing? And they yeah. don't. Dr. Palermo, I got to give him, yeah. uh, since you're, you know, name checking yes. uh, uh, Petula, I got to. Privilege, not everyone can have a dentist. Right, I got to name check Dr. Palermo, because, but dude, I mean, like, when I was done and I was yeah. in my car, I'm like, yeah. My nose is numb. Like, yeah. I, oh, my God. It's weird when you go to smell. insanely <laughs> numbed up. You become so aware of a deadened nostril. Uh, but it was it was excellent. I mean, like, because you hear the words root canal, and you're like, great. Here we go. Uh, you know, an hour, an hour and a half of You think pain. of the Panama Canal. That was huge. And uh, But it was huh. it was nothing. Felt nothing. And so I was having severe sensitivity to cold. Oh. Mm. And so this morning, I, did, I very oh. gingerly tested it out. How was it? What's from Yuhu? Fantastic. Ah, Ice cold frozen Yuhu. Yes. (laughs) But it was it's it's gone and it's something that's bothered me for years, to be honest. I can't believe you guys can fall asleep because I'm so worried I'm gonna choke on whatever that thing is they put in your mouth. The gasket. What exactly are they for 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 a root canal particularly? Yeah. Yeah, like like it's like a little wedge that they put in in your mouth so you don't bite down. They're not gonna let you die. I don't know, but I'm so nervous that that's gonna like because you can't feel them. Once they give you the Novocaine, I'm like, I could be swallowing that thing. Dying. So for a root canal, Kathy, have you ever had? You probably I've haven't. You have great a, teeth. I've yeah. never had a root so canal. So they take this gasket. It's this Not rubber good. thing. Yeah. And they isolate the tooth essentially, like you okay. would see in an in, a, in an operating room where they will they will lay down stuff except for right where the incision yeah. is. Oh, okay. So they isolate that tooth, and they're stuck with your this rubber thing, yeah, yeah. This <laughs> rubber giant lip disc thing mm-hmm. with your mouth open. You're like, ah, and but. They, for some reason, they don't have to. You can you can swallow all you want, yeah. uh, and, <laughs> and as opposed to when you're like getting a filling and they hang the one thing out here and <laughs> the whole time. So it was a little bit different. I was afraid of that too, but yeah. I did. It was it was very easy to deal with. That Novocaine makes me nervous because you can't feel anything. You could be like gnawing on the side of your I mouth. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I like the I like the dentist chair too. I find it very comfortable. Yeah, you should buy like one I, and I, put I it I in should. your living room. Yeah. I'll put it there with an operating table, and I'll build a pit in my basement. Uh, I had to get oral surgery in this building over here. It's a, it's not GSB anymore, but um, so they had to go in through the side of my gum, so they didn't actually go in through the through the tooth. And what? I mean, yeah. So I, they through had to go your in, gum. They had to go through my gum. Yeah, I, I never like, heard of that before. Wow. Yeah. So they came up through the rectum. They did. Damn near <laughs> killed me. No, I mean, so that so that's a so. 
but so, I was sawing logs, dude. So were I, you? Yes, because did you I, get the gas? Uh, no, 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 no. It was just like um, you know, Novocaine or okay. whatever. But I was uh, I was sawing logs because I'm like kind of like sitting up a little yeah, bit, yeah. and you know, and so I would periodically wake myself up. Going, <laughs> a little embarrassing. My nose kept itching, and I kept having to go ah to <laughs> say. Uh, which was me trying to say, I have to scratch my so nose. When for you a did second. that, the dentist go, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder if. All right, so you know how like um, deaf families and deaf people can read lips and stuff like yes, that? yeah, um, and it's just a, it's it's a skill that's learned over time. I wonder if dentists and oral surgeons and stuff like that have this skill that they've learned over time that they know what you're saying yeah. with your mouth I is wide they, open. They get it. I hear that's attuned to that. Yes, uh-huh. uh, I don't try to talk. If, if the that's dentist happening. who originally who's a nice guy but was a horrible dentist and set my. Uh, my mouth and my family's mouth on a on a bad path. Thankfully, oh, no. thankfully corrected. You know, uh, over the years. But uh, he was the he would just talk and talk and expect a response while you had all this hardware in yeah, your mouth. Yep. I have a family member who um, just his teeth have gotten awful. Yeah, and, and they've just like they're they're essentially like rotting out of his mouth at this point. And it's one of those things where like. I, I want to help him, yes. uh, and and so do other family members. But it's, I don't know what to do. Like he and he kind of refuses to go to the dentist. Listen, I I had oh, a, after the experience with this dentist from years ago and stuff. I mean, I would go to the dentist, but it was still it was always like a like a, a scary proposition until yeah. until I realized again the notion of falling asleep during a root canal seemed like that's that's ridiculous. Right. This, uh, having stuff done the way uh, Doctor Petula does, or, or I, I go to actually. Um, uh, Marissa's landlord, um, uh, Dr. Kaz, <laughs> is, is the, my, my other, uh, the oral surgeon. Uh, they, it's, if you have any fears, you can get rid of them. The, the, the state of the art now really is they're able to do a lot without a lot of impact on your, on your mouth. And, and whatever pain <sighs> level you have, don't worry about it. You're covered. I do feel bad. I do see people with black teeth from time to time. Yeah. And uh, and not necessarily drug addicts or anything no. like that. Just flat out. Because I asked my dentist one time. I'm like, I see people have these black teeth. I'm like, what's that? He said, it's just decay. It's just yeah. lack of, yeah. of care. They're not brushing their teeth. They're not flossing. They're not doing what they need to do. Flossing. And I feel bad for them. <laughs> uh, but I also think that, man, you got to get that. You, uh, listen, you messed up. You messed up. It's irreversible. But you need to get that taken care of yes. now. And you can. And you yeah. can. Yeah. And you should. Because uh, now, as far as dentistry, and they've probably known it for decades, but... There are serious, like, heart problems and yep. things like that yep. that can come from having a bad oral uh, issue. Oh, I have a cousin who <clears throat> who died from uh, a heart problem, but they said it started in his mouth yeah. with his teeth. So, yeah. you know, again, don't don't terrify yourself to if you're if you have a situation like this. But but you can look at look into possible you know options because they do exist. Wait, in, but in, Steve, I had a friend who um, she Novocaine didn't work for her. Oh, that's horrible. Mm. Yeah, and so <gasps> like, she, is that like redhead? redhead? Uh, she is not a redhead. No, she's a fair-skinned girl, though. Um, you but sure yet, that might be dieting. part of it. Yeah, it, it did not. Uh, yeah, it does. It didn't work for isn't her. It, isn't that the oh, word that redheads can, redheads do not respond to Novocaine? I think we talked yeah, to we some did. level. We yes, about but they that. also have a higher pain threshold. Right. Um, but so a window closes and a door opens. Man, I can't imagine that, Kathy. Because listen, I told him with this with the sensitivity issue when I went in there, and, I, and you know, it was my first time visiting this dentist, and my, my other dentist, Doctor Hartman, knows yeah. well to stay away from there. 
And I was just like, I was like, listen, it's very sensitive, so please. Help me. Please. Do, well, no, just don't go poking around in there <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. while I'm not well, numb. We're, we're going to put you out now. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Uh, so your this was your cousin, you said, or friend, or I'm sorry? What? Uh, it was that, a friend of mine who, yeah, the yeah, Novocaine, who's the Novocaine work. doesn't yeah. work for. I, oh, yeah. man. I guess, what what's another... Uh, uh, propofol, heroin. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, knock it out. Yeah, but yeah. you have to be. I think you have to be awake, right? Give me the propofol. I don't know. Like, what for a hold, now? To hold your mouth open. <laughs> I don't know. I guess no, not. No, they try surgeries. They, yeah, yeah. they do surgeries. Yeah, that, I guess so. Uh, what yeah. kind of what, what kind of gas is is administered when you are? Uh, what, what is it? Is nitrous? It, uh, nitrous? Nitrous yeah. is uh, you know laughing gas. It's, right. Uh, what they use it. Uh, put you under. Yeah. Uh, well, not no, put you under, but it yeah. just kind of makes you feel goofy for a, and, and no pain. So, are you ever put? I've never had gas at a dentist, so I've never. I've, it, it's freaking fantastic! Yeah. <laughs> it's just the best. There's man. a reason why they sell it at concerts. Oh, it's such a great high. Yeah. Oh. Is it really? Yeah. And it goes away super it's fast, instant. Real fast. Yeah. yeah. As, soon, as soon as they turn it off, you're like, you, you know. Within 30 seconds, you feel normal again. Yeah, when you get the colonoscopies, you get the propofol. And, yeah. and, 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 and again, as a non-drug person ever, uh, that was pretty wild. Yeah. I have to say, it was like a big, warm, comfortable blanket. And, and largely because I was wearing a big, warm, comfortable blanket, mm. but it was still kind of nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember saying, I feel weird, and then I didn't remember anything right. until I woke yeah. up. Yep, yep. So, <laughs> it's uh, pretty wild. But anyway, I was, I was dreading it all day yesterday, and then I got there, and it was just a pleasant experience all awesome. and i was i was so happy is that the was, best birthday gift you could get when it was no, it actually yeah. turned out to be a way better birthday yeah. gift than i had anticipated i just hate the feeling i don't necessarily mind the numb numb feeling but the feeling that you get as the novocaine is wearing off that weird like tingly pins and needle right. feeling i don't sensation coming back yeah i don't like it oh really yeah okay. it's like you feel the earth move under your feet yeah i can feel the sky tumbling down yep I went home and, and took a nap, and by the time I woke up, everything was back to feeling normal again. So okay. that's, that's yeah. key. Except you had a whole new family. Go and pass out. Hang on a second. I want to go to uh, Kristen, who's got a story about this. Hi, Kristen. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, Kristen? Okay, so um, it kind of goes with Kathy was saying with her girlfriend who didn't, like, you know, the Novocaine doesn't work for her. So I had an abscess, very, very bad abscess, and mm. it was just insane. Um, I went, she, you know, she shot me with the Novocaine, um, didn't work, absolutely did not work. She's like, I put enough in there. She did it a lot of times. She's like, I, I put enough in there to put down an elephant. Are you sure you don't feel it? And I'm like, I don't, I feel it. I feel everything. Yeah. Mm. She had to yank my tooth. She yanked my tooth. Mm. I felt wow. everything. It was So it was, it was thing. coming out no matter what. You needed to have that tooth pulled. It was and abscess. Did, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so did the... Was there even a choice? Did they say, well, listen, um, do you still want me to do this? Did they ask you that way? Uh, no, because it, 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 she didn't give me a choice, no. <laughs> well, I'll, I mean, you would have, but I mean, it's probably good that you did it, but maybe they sure. could have thrown in something else to divert you, like, uh, how about a boob job? <laughs> <laughs> have you considered breast dog? Because <laughs> that will distract you. Oh um, yeah, I mean, listen, we're getting texts in from people who have, uh, you know, gone in for uh, wisdom teeth removal. Now, they'll knock you out for yeah. that in mm-hmm. some occasions. So they had the ability, but I assume you have to prepare for it. It has to be the right circumstances. Like, they couldn't have just gone, oh, we'll just knock you out then. You know what I mean? Yeah, she didn't offer that. Nope, it was, it, um, I, I don't know if she didn't have it at the time. I don't even know, but... Man, it, it, I don't know. It was worse the, the pain of the abscess, or like, I mean, I felt. I can't imagine having that happen without. I mean, and you, and regardless of what she did, they they could do nothing to deaden that area. 
No. Oh, oh man. That well, you're a trooper. Right. Thanks, Kristen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I told you guys before I had my <clears throat> my very last baby tooth. Yeah. It was a, it was one of my molars. It was back here. And um, I'd held on to it for a long time. I think I was in eighth grade. And I still had one baby tooth left. I'm like, I want this thing gone. Huh. And it had just barely wiggled a little bit. I'm like, that's it. It's that's all you and, needed. And I was in shop class. Yeah. And I grabbed a pair of pliers. No, you didn't. I Dude, did. You are you are Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed a pair of pliers and I stood over the sink. Oh my god! And uh, and I'll never forget it because instead of um, like twisting it one way or the other, like you know, it, towards the in or out. Oh no! I yanked it straight down. Oh, oh. Is that the thing to do? Whap, came right out. Hurt like bloody oh, hell! Oh my man. god! I wouldn't want the metal <laughs> much, on my teeth. How I much would... blood in your mouth? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like a standard when you yeah, lose yeah. a tooth, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it bled a little bit. Yeah. And I was spitting into the um, uh, spitting into the sink. Was it wood or... I don't remember if they sent me to the nurse or not. Um, but I, I I don't remember if I told the the shop teacher or not. Um, but I remember the pair of pliers that I used. Yeah. I put pieces of tape around the uh, <laughs> uh, the handle so I would always know which pair of pliers I yanked my teeth <laughs> my tooth out. Did you uh, did you uh, like light a match under it to sterilize it? No, I did not do that. You I just probably, went hardcore. I just went for it, dude. Yeah. I just stuck that metal in my mouth. Who knows what it was on? You're coming out, bitch. What does this say? Uh, this for another time if you wanted it. A nice thing. But oh. we could do it on the way out of the break. Sorry. Uh, well, we're, we got to wrap now. Okay. We're, we're going to come back with uh, Kiefer Sutherland in a moment. This says, uh, that day Casey missed. No, no, this one's sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Before. It's official. All of my student loans are paid off. Yeah. Mike wants a shard out. And then he says, the day that. Ca- oh, that, that has nothing to do with it? No, that has that nothing to do with it. Oh, break. all right. Yay! Congratulations. Hey. Mike paid off the student loans. That's awesome. Good for you. That's actually, yeah, that's a, that's a milestone. So. All right, anyhow, we need to take a break, and I'm sorry for the callers that are oh. on the line. We had a redhead that felt the first cut of the C-section Ooh. because oh the anesthesia God. didn't work. Ooh. That's pretty gnarly. Uh, we might have to come back to that at some point. But we're going to have Kiefer Sutherland on when we get back. Yeah. So let's take a break and return with him as well as the Bizarre File. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything. That rocks. We're excited to have our next guest on, and uh, outside of acting, he has a whole world of music and is bringing that here to the Philadelphia area. It was just announced he's going to be playing Ardmore Music Hall on March 12th. It's a great venue. Tickets will go on sale tomorrow for the show, so please welcome Kiefer, William, Frederick, Dempsey, George, Rufus, Sutherland. (laughs) (laughs) This morning. Thank you very much. Good morning. That's what the Wikipedia page calls you, Kiefer, but I, I had no idea you had so many middle names. Yeah, I think my father was in a lot of debt. Uh, <laughs> born, and I think he just kept telling people that I'll name my son after you if you forgive the bill. Sounds wow. Like, well, that's fair. a way to approach like it. Plan. Uh, Kiefer, so a uh, question about the show at uh, Ardmore Music Hall. Is this a uh, full band? Is this you and a guitar? Acoustic? What kind of show is it going to be? It's, go- it's going to be acoustic. Um, okay. so, so part of the show is just going to be me. And then I have two fantastic special guests, Mark Copley, who's an extraordinary guitar player, uh, and Rocco DeLuca, who's going to be playing pedal steel and lap steel. Ooh. It's uh, a cool sound. So what, I beg your pardon? That's a cool sound. They the pedal steel. Yeah, yeah, it is. And he's, he's a phenomenal player as well. And, and uh, But what I really enjoy about the show is it's so intimate. And, and, and we get to kind of tell some stories about why I think these songs are 
worth you listening to in the first place and and uh have a drink and play some songs and and it's just a really nice night to kind of come together especially after the last two years yeah. so really really looking forward to it as a performer as a uh, uh a guy who i'm sure you know since you're uh, musically inclined has probably played with bands and so on you and a guitar that's that's pretty naked up on stage did it take a little while to get to that point and feel comfortable doing shows like that I'm I'm still not comfortable. I mean, I, I you know, I, I think one of the funny things, you know, as an actor, uh, if you get a little nervous, and I do, I, I use that nervous energy. You you put your hands in your pocket if they start to shake a little. Doesn't work as well for a guitar player. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, and and look, if it does, I've I've always believed very strongly if it doesn't make you a little nervous, you should probably doing something else. Okay. Um, and and so. Yeah, for me now, it just kind of goes away after the first or second chord. Uh, but certainly waiting in the wings to go on stage, either as an actor or as as, as a player. Um, yeah, it uh, gets my adrenaline going. And, cool. um And I, I, I hope it will feel like that till the day I die. Well, the album is, is called Bloor Street, and it's your third and um, yeah, and it's it's funny. I know that uh, when you have somebody who's known for what you're known for, and you know, you take the foray into music. Of course, you're obviously going to be met with the initial, "Okay, what's this guy doing?" And and the truth of the matter is, as I was listening to a lot of the music, it's it's very good. And it's um, and also reading about your approach to it and your love of it and how visceral it is to you. Uh, you love your acting world as well. And in fact, during the the uh, the, the lockdown and pandemic, uh, most of the, the hardcore stuff, you were still busy. I think you did two movies and a, and a limited series. And uh, the question I have for you is prior to the, that all happening, you wrote a couple of songs and then you wrote the bulk of it during the pandemic. Would we be yeah. able to discern the songs that were written prior? Do you think? Well, that's a, yeah, that's a great question. I, th- I think you would. Um, you know, I, I had such a profound kind of reaction to the lockdown uh i've been moving at a mile a minute for the last 20 years uh i don't think i've been home for more than three weeks for for the last 10 years and so all of a sudden i'm actually sitting in my house and it's like oh wow i i actually like my house and (laughs) oh cool i actually like my dog and i I like my girlfriend wow this is pretty cool and so i i became profoundly grateful uh you know i've had i've been fortunate enough to have a career that people can only really dream of uh i've been allowed to do things that i'm interested in and uh and i know that's not what everybody gets so i just a lot of the songs whether it was songs like so full of love you know uh if you had told me four years ago that I was going to write that song and write a song that was so positive, I'd have stabbed you in the heart with a pencil. I just wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> it. It would be hard. Um, it's hard to wrap your and, mind around it. Yeah. And there I am sitting in the shower going, so full of love, I can't hold together. I'm like, who the is this guy? <laughs> um, so that was kind of my reaction to the pandemic. And I, and I don't want to minimize how difficult a time this has been for so many people. Um, but I was just, I was, I couldn't help but be really grateful for my family and my friends who I wasn't allowed to see like everybody else. And, and, uh, it, it, it afforded me time to take stock in my own life and how lucky I have been. Well, I wanted to ask about, uh, the title track, uh, Bloor Street, because uh, I don't know at what point that, that song was written, but you know, it seems to be a, uh, um, uh, a nostalgic look back at, uh, at a hometown. I get this kind of, um. Uh, you know, uh, Bruce Springsteen, my hometown, lyrically. 
uh, 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 Main Street from uh, from Bob Seger. Something Bob Seger, one of my favorite songs. Yeah. And, and I've always loved that type of song. You can be talking about a, a, an existence, a, a place that I have no connection with growing up, but I still you connect. Get, get an emotional connection to yeah. it. Is this indeed about, uh, you know, Toronto, your hometown? Or? It, it is. Okay. Bloor Street is the main thoroughfare through Toronto going east and west, and we were shooting a television show there called Designated Survivor, oh. and I hadn't been home uh, we were there for three years, and I hadn't been home for that long a period of time since I was maybe 16 years old. And I came upon this kind of main intersection in Toronto, Bloor Street and Young Street, and, and I realized all of my firsts had happened there. My first job at the food court in the Hudson Bay Center, uh, my first meaningful kiss with a girl in front of the Bloor Street subway. Wow. Uh, I think the first fight I ever got in and lost uh, was, was on that corner. Um, you know, so I just got very nostalgic and and uh, and just started writing really about how grateful I was that I could grow up in that town, which afforded us a kind of freedom uh, that I certainly know that my kids and my grandkids did not experience. We were on the subway at 11 years old. I mean, who would do that now? Right. Uh, right. You you know, know. You're saying so much that's true because that is, I, I actually am, it's been a while since I've been back to the town I was raised in. It's been uh, 20 plus years. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm at that point where I want to go back because it does mean something. And, you know, those uh, you pick those hallmark benchmark moments in your life. And that does mean something. And and you need to reconnect. I agree with what Preston was saying about songs that do that. So much of what you you uh, you write about with this album has a, a resonance to your to your experience. Two stepping in time is is is, is kind of a just a real love song. And I yeah. assume it's written for your girlfriend. Correct. It is. Yeah. It is. And uh, a friend of mine uh, we, who I was recording with kind of, uh, and I was writing a lot of songs. I was being kind of prolific at this moment. And he said, you should really write a waltz. And I started on the guitar, literally sitting around the kitchen island. Uh, and I was going through a kind of thing as a writer where I, uh, I wanted to write about what was in front of me. And I, and, and I think the very first line of the song uh, is cigarettes in the ashtrays. All in a line, empty glasses of whiskey show the passage of time. And and those were the items that were, mm. in fact, right in front of me. Uh, I have since quit smoking. Uh, <laughs> the one thing that I can thank the pandemic for. Wow. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's, and, and then, so the guy was sitting to my right and my girlfriend was sitting a little farther down. <laughs> The Kitchen Island, I figured I should start writing towards her instead of him <laughs> if I wanted to have a good evening. Did you? And, uh, did you and write I just, it? I, I'm sorry, I, I just, did you write that song quickly? I, I was reading uh, yes, uh, it, like it, 20 it, minutes, it, I think, right? Every once in a while, songs kind of write themselves, and and uh, this one was, was certainly that. Uh, it was, and it was finished because we were actually having a nice evening. And my friend had kind of put this task in front of me, and I wanted to go back to having our nice evening. So the song got written very quickly. Uh, but it is. It's, it's a love song. Again, not something that I spend a lot of time kind of doing. I don't write a lot of love songs. Um, so when, when something like that happens... Um, you know, that's a great kind of song to put in your pocket and take with you. It was interesting to read that you um, consider the, the, the touring, and you haven't had a, a chance to do a lot of touring over, obviously, the past the past couple of years. But that I think you run contrary to a lot of people who create music and say that, that the process of touring is sort of a detriment to creating songs. And you, on the other hand, find it very... 
um, helpful and uh, it informs your your songwriting. Would that be correct to say that? Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, in the three years that we were doing Designated Survivor, we played over five hundred shows. Um, wow! You know, uh, I remember on the second record writing songs that were specifically designed to enhance our set list. Um, the live thing is something that I just. Uh, caught me by surprise. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I have. Uh, and, and I think that there's an amazing moment or possibility at least when you explain why you wrote a song. And, uh, I wrote a song called Saskatchewan about the passing of my mother. Mm -hmm. And there were times when I would play that song and I could see someone put their arm around a friend in the audience. And Mm -hmm. I could realize at that moment that that person's going through something similar. Wow. When we can come together and realize that we've got these things in common and that we're going through this thing together, uh, that's a great night. I mean, uh, that's that's a good evening. Um, and so it's it's something that's made a deep impression on me uh, and hopefully for the people that I, we get to play for. Kiefer, I want to ask you about your voice work over the years because you've done some narration. You've done uh, animated movies. I loved you in Monsters vs. Aliens. <laughs> I, the, the warmonger character was terrific. You've done, you know, The Simpsons you. and and, and, uh, and narrated a few over the, a few other things over the years. Um, does that lend itself to your ability to sing, perform on stage? Do you get training from doing narration or voice voice work uh, that you can then bring to your music career, or are they entirely separate? They they are pretty pretty separate. Uh, you know, the, the voiceover work started actually for me in a very funny way my dad was doing commercials back in the early 90s for volvo mm-hmm. uh and i think one evening he whispered in my ear what they were paying him <laughs> I think literally <laughs> i think the next day i called up volvo and told them i did a really good donald Sutherland. <laughs> i'd do it for half the money um, undercutting you your know. dad which I don't think he really appreciated. <laughs> I thought it was a lot funnier than he did. Um, but it's 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 its own it's its own thing. I mean, when I think of someone like Mel Blanc, who did all of those oh, cartoon man. voices, <laughs> and which you know, Monsters versus Aliens. Uh, that's I mean. I hope I don't get sued for this, but I completely ripped off Yosemite Sam. Okay. <laughs> Bring on the fearless freak! I hate rabbits. <laughs> yeah. and, and and but it's it's an awful lot of fun, and and it and it takes you back to being a kid and and just loving cartoons and listening to cartoons, and uh, so it is a lot of fun to do. But they're very very separate kind of entities. You um have lived a very very interesting and full life, uh, and obviously voiceover actor, actor, musician, but you're kind of a cowboy too. You've uh, competed in rodeos and have won roping championships. What's that? And do you still do that? Um, I do not. Uh, I think 24 kind of put an end to that. I'd been doing it for a decade, and I, I, I had two partners that I would rodeo with, one guy named John English, uh, just an amazing all-round cowboy, and a guy named Mike Wolf, who has since passed. Um, really just really loved it. I mean, it was kind of like being in a band. You and about three other cowboys kind of load your horses up onto a trailer and, and go from town to town, you know, doing rodeo after rodeo. Uh we had more fun than we probably should have. Um, and, and it was a great, great experience. And it was so nice to do something kind of different. It, uh, you know, I did that for about a decade. And, it, and I did films at that time. Um, but it was a great kind of refresher because when I went and started 24, that was going to be a whole very intense decade of just doing that show. So, so the rodeo actually kind of helped 
cleanse my palate, if you will, for for a lot of work. And uh, I enjoyed it immensely. And I got to see parts of America that I don't think I would normally have seen. Right, right. I, I wanted to to go back to the to the songwriting and 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 having songs kind of just present themselves to you. And, uh, you, you know, uh, you know, with two-stepping in time and having it be so quick and present itself and you write it. Uh, did you get a chance to see the Peter Jackson Beatles documentary? Uh, the, the, I sure did, I yeah. mean, for you, yeah. that had to be, as it was for us, to see the creation of songs that have become so iconic. What a mind-blower. Yeah, it's, I mean, to have Ringo Starr kind of doing an interview saying, you know, I could just listen to Paul play piano for an hour and in the background paul's working out the opening chords for let it be I mean, are, you, are you are you kidding me um, you know, one of the greatest just, songs ever written coming to life right but what's insane but what's really really funny is kind of as iconic as they are there's always going to be something really personal that you watch in a, in a movie like that especially one that's documented six hours my phone rang off the hook somewhere in the third episode when they all started drinking J&B scotch. <laughs> now, J&B scotch is certainly now not considered to be very highbrow on any level, and you'd have to find a pretty dirty bar to find a bottle of it yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, I've been... That that was always kind of my drink of choice for a number of years. And, uh, and literally, the fact that they had all drank it together, kind of sitting on the floor working out... <laughs> You know the long and winding road yeah. uh, somehow gave gave the beverage validity. <laughs> and my friends finally, after twenty years of drinking this, will have forgiven me. Yeah, it's good the enough Beatles for the Beatles. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, if John Lennon could drink it, and, and apparently I make the same kind of disgusted face <laughs> that John Lennon makes when he takes that first pull. Yeah, that's so, great. That's we great. laughed about that. If you're just tuning in, it's Keeper Sutherland that we're speaking to. His album is called Bloor Street, and he's going to be performing at uh, Ardmore Music Hall coming up on March 12th. Tickets uh, go on sale, I believe, tomorrow, by the way. Um, and, and I didn't even realize this is a bizarre coincidence, uh, Kiefer. I, I, right before you came on, I, I go to Casey. I go, oh, my God. I'm wearing my Castle Rock Main shirt. Are, yeah. And uh and you were Ace Merrill in Stand By Me, who lived in Castle Rock. It's my favorite like movie. A, of it's all Casey's time. favorite movie of all time. And, and I oh, wanted to ask you about that character and other characters in, in your acting career, because that one was earlier earlier on in your career, and he was so nasty and so mean um yeah. that that as you've gone through and and formed other characters, if you've ever gone I think I'll throw a little ace in there, or or do do you do that? Do you mix and match and borrow pieces from characters and maybe put them to construct others together? No, they they kind of each character is inspired and informed by the script uh, that you have in front of you and the experiences that you've had as a human being up until that point. Um, the thing, I mean. The thing that I've always been amazed about with films like Stand By Me that I've been so lucky to be a part of was the seemingly unaware I was that it was great, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, I just, I, when I look back, I think, man, you have been lucky because, you know, when I first read that script, I, you know, it was just a job. I didn't think something, it was going to turn into this amazing thing that Rob Reiner and the other kids turned it into. So I've been very fortunate to be along for the ride on some of these things. And I also remember it's the first and only time the, that I went on an audition where I was hired in the room. 
Mm. Uh, oh. and, and that was Rob Reiner. And that was wow. like the most incredible feeling to go in for a meeting. And then by the time you're going back to your car in the parking lot, you've actually got the job. Yeah. Um, no callbacks. You know. No, we'll get in touch. None of that. Just no, boom. it was, it, I was just, I, I think it kind of, I think it almost made me cry when I was a kid. I mean, it was just because it was such an important thing to get the first couple jobs down yeah. here in the States. And, and, uh, and I'll always be grateful for Rob for doing that. Wow. And that movie has, uh, has has hit me in, you know, different ways over the years. Because I first watched it as a child. And, you know, there were things about the movie that I didn't get or understand because I was a kid at the time. And, you know, you're seeing these four kids, uh, you know, going on this amazing journey. And then all of a sudden at the end, like... They're not friends anymore. Like, they, they went to middle school and then, you yeah. know, as an adult. Yeah. And I actually have a friend of mine. I was just talking to him about it on Sunday. He, I went to kindergarten with this guy, and we're still friends to this day. But we were lamenting over the fact that, like, there were people on our last day of eighth grade. That was the last, day, last time I ever saw them. And, yeah. you know, so yeah. th- these are aspects of, of these child's lives that Stephen King was well aware of mm-hmm. as, as an adult. And so I just, it's my favorite movie and it has always been, will always be my favorite movie of all time. Well, it's certainly one of my favorite to have made because I was so young again. But all of a sudden, you know, I'm in Eugene, Oregon. I've got my own hotel room. I'm being paid. Uh Uh, I'm 17 years old. Uh, This has nothing to do with my parents. Uh, For all of those reasons, you know, again, talking about the firsts that you do in your life. Um, you know, it was just, it was an incredibly, incredibly exciting time. As you, um, as you moved from, through your career, and I mean, it's an amazing career, uh, it, you know, you. on the screen because you've played, you've played William Burroughs and <laughs> Jack Bauer, uh, yeah. you know, which, which are as, you know, author of the Naked Lunch and, and one of the great action guys of all time. Um, you, you know, and, and I know you have a very good work ethic and the, and the mindset early on was to just get the role, get the role, get the role. But as you were able to have some impact and weight and make the selections, what informed what you chose throughout your career? Just whatever moves you. Uh, it's 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 not more complicated than, than someone picking up, up a book and, and for whatever reason, this book moves them and makes them, uh, inspires them more than, than, than the other book. Uh, so... So generally, if 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 I'm reading a script and I can't put it down, it's going to be something I'm interested in doing, um, you know. Uh, and having said that, I've made close to a hundred films, so I've I've made mistakes. Um, uh, there there are a couple films I'm sure that, that that I read that I didn't understand. And when I see the movie, I'm like, "How did you not get that?" Uh, is, is that a, is that a liability? You, of, of, and you mentioned you know you didn't realize what you had with Stand by Me. Mm-hmm. I, I would think it'd be hard for an actor who's doing the job to be in it surrounded by all of this stuff that's going on and to be very aware, completely aware of how something is turning out. Is is that? Yes. I mean, there's a very fair statement. I mean, uh, you know, and, I, and, and there's some people that are clearly must be better at it. Like, I think Tom Hanks must have some inner gene that's like... <laughs> This is going to be a huge hit because he keeps making it. Um, you know, um, I wasn't I wasn't given that gene, and I, and and you know, having said that, you know, so many things need to go right for a film or a play to work, or for a song or an album to work. Uh, and and for instance, Twenty Four was a perfect example. Uh, you know, it was my first foray into television. Uh, and and for those out, out there that don't know, you make a pilot, you make the first episode, and then if it gets picked up, 
you then go make the first season. But if it doesn't, you still get paid. Right. Uh, and what, you know, I, I thought the likelihood of 24 getting picked up was pretty minimal. So, so I thought, you know, I'll go do the pilot. It won't get picked up. I'll still get paid. No one will know. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, it was the luckiest gift I've ever had as an actor and did it for a decade. So, wow. so I don't know if, if any of your kids want to get into film, Probably the best bet is to not send me the script and ask me what I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two real quick things, Kiefer. Uh, my mom drinks J&B, so you're not alone. You, my mom, and the Beatles. And uh, you do play a great dick because in, in A Few Good Men, you were really not likable at all. And, and you pulled it off successfully. I think you're a really likable person. I'm loving this conversation with you. But that movie, was it fun to be kind of a villain in, in that movie? Well, it's, you know, it, it, it's... Those characters, and especially by design, like Ace Merrill and Lieutenant Kendrick and A Few Good Men, they're just designed to be that. There's, there's no real depth to them. There's kind of a black and white character that's that this is who you're against. Yeah. Um, and, and so the, the fact that they are so pointed as characters makes them very fun because you just all your energy goes into that. There's no complex layering. He's just, uh, <laughs> as you said on your radio station, he's a dick. Uh, you know, so lean into it. Yeah, that makes total and sense. So that's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be. All right, well, listen, Kiefer, we know you got to run. This has been so much fun to talk to you. We really appreciate it and excited about the fact that you're coming into Philadelphia. Uh, Kiefer's show is going to be at the Ardmore Music Hall. It's on March 12th. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. at Ardmore music.com the album is called blur street some great music it's got a country vibe to it if that's your thing then you're definitely on board yeah with it's so. it's very very solid yeah so thanks so well, much thank man. man thank you guys so much and steve i believe it's your happy happy birthday so no happy it's preston but thank you birthday today yeah but i get oh, one man, i'm I get... so sorry but happy happy birthday thank you i appreciate it keeper <laughs> Good luck with everything. Cheers. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Okay. Keeper Sutherland. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And oh there's so God. much more that we could have covered even. Oh, we could have gone another hour yeah. uh, just talking to him about uh, about all his uh, his movies. He's, it, it, it's, shows. it's still an interesting thing, though, because you have a, a guy who's, you know, of the vast movie career. But but uh, he is passionate about the music, and yep. he really is sinking a lot into it. And if, yeah. if you do give it a listen, I mean, uh, you, you did mention a little, little bit of Springsteen-esque. I, there's even a bit, I think, of Warren Zevon, and there's... Uh, and it, it's it's personal, and and he does a good job relaying that through the music. I meant to and wanted to ask him about. He played performed at uh, the company's um, uh, Christmas party. Uh, we weren't at that, but it was uh, you know like for like national sales and. No, you didn't want to bring. Yeah, that were up. you in here when we were talking? <laughs> well, no, no. So that. I wanted to ask about Matt. Ka- so Matt Cowper was the uh, organizer. He was the uh, master of ceremonies, and he oh, wore oh, a that's right. right Red. I saw you in Stand By Me. That was sick. Was that that dead body real? Played Ace. You played Ace. That was sick. (laughs) Oh, my God. Are there really a few good men or is there just one good man? (laughs) Sick. Were the boys really lost? Wait, he was wearing a a red outfit? A A red red blazer. Like, like, almost like a Santa Claus, but but it was, you know, fitted perfectly to... Or imperfectly to his body. I had a tailor made. <laughs> so I can show my V. Sick. <laughs> 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 
Uh, Casey, I was glad you got to bring up Stand By Me because I think now we've we've uh, you've been able to ask Rob Reiner, Will Wheaton, um, Will Wheaton, Will Wheaton, <laughs> Jerry O'Connell. Yep. Uh, now Kiefer, uh, Corey, probably Corey Feldman, Feldman at some so, point because yeah. we've had him on. We had him in studio. Uh, back in, no, but our, you could have asked Reed River Phoenix if he was still alive. Do, oh, by the way, covered everybody. On, uh, I think it's Hulu. Hulu has a, a series. It's a Vice series, and they touch on the. There's a whole um, episode on River Phoenix, uh, the Viper Room. I heard about? And, yeah, yeah, I heard it's, it's actually, really good. It's really, really I'll, good. I'll tell you the thing about Stand by Me, and, and there are other movies like that that you watch it, and and um, you you dread almost. The end of Stand By Me because, and it's a wonderful thing, and it's the way life works. But the sadness of what, yeah. of what you had and the what, Sandlot, things like that. It's the way things are. Yeah, uh-huh. and yeah. That, it's what's important to yeah. you as a kid at that right. time. I mean, there's a, and it means everything. They're sitting around the fire, and he goes, "We talked about things that are important to kids at that time. Yeah. You know, yeah. what's your favorite uh, cover uh, flavor? Pez, you know, yeah. or Pez, candy, Pez. and stuff like that. And and it's um. Uh, it's just a simpler time that's great to reminisce about, right. and 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 that's done so lovingly, lovingly well uh, in that movie. So it's cool. I'm glad he had noticed. I said, "Yeah, I'm wearing my Castle Rock shirt." He's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I noticed." Very cool, man. Yeah, he's awesome. awesome, great guy, great guest. I'd yep. love to get him on again. All right, we are we doing the B file now? Yeah, buddy. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre file. Our file is brought to you by uh, the Preston and Steve logo winter hats. Woo! Yeah, it's another cool item in the MMR Rock Shop. And you can pick one up today for you or as a gift. You can go to WMMR.com and use the keyword shop and you will get them. All right, here's a story out of Holland. On Sunday, a fisherman found a bag full of human skulls in the Spui River. I guess that's how you say it. S-P-U-I. Spui. Spui. Hey, Spui. Spui. Hey, uh, <laughs> this was after he had already called the police because he found multiple skulls in the river on Friday. Yes, uh. I was fishing in the Spui River and we found a bag full of skulls. It's totally sick. That was my skull. Yeah, I'm Scandinavian. <laughs> I think I'm going to be sick. I think we're going to be sick. Uh, a, of skulls a, <laughs> at the Spooy River. A police spokesperson. Is said, a spokesperson for the police along the Spooy River where we found the skulls? <laughs> a police spokesperson said the collection of 10 to 15 skulls does not seem to be evidence of a recent crime. On Friday... Well, you would imagine, right? <laughs> Eric Sagan took his canoe to go fishing near uh, Zudland when he noticed something that looked like a skull next to his foot. He said, I thought, is this real or not? There was a bag with it, so I suspected the worst. And yes, there were more skulls and lower jaws in there. He called the police who came to retrieve the skulls for an investigation. Sagan went back to the water <laughs> for peace of mind on Sunday. And he said, I wanted to get rid of the fear that was haunting my head. And it was bad luck for him because he found another bag of skulls oh. and again had to call the police. So, mm. second time. Second time. Yes. Second bag of skulls. Sick. This boy's teeming with skulls. The, um, yes. So, uh, okay. This is like, a, remember that, was it in uh, Washington um, where they were finding feet? Yeah, it happens, and there's a couple of different lakes or, or shorelines where... specific body parts. Feet wash up, yeah. yeah. So the forensics team told uh, Eric that the skulls seemed old, and they found glue residue on them. Uh, and Eric said it was probably a hobbyist, a collector, a weird hobby. For some reason, that person apparently wanted to get rid of it. 
Police confirmed on Monday that the human skulls found in the water were too old to be identified. Uh, research by the Dutch Forensic Institute shows that... Skulls were stuck together. These skulls are more than 100 years old. And wow. unfortunately, DNA testing is no longer... a century? Problem. Yeah, so they, it was a century. It's <laughs> pretty crazy. All right, speaking of crazy, a student lost his nipples after he was dared to squirt two cans of body spray on them, causing the body parts to fall off. Oh, body God. spray caused his nipples to fall off? Stevie sprayed the entire can on there. You know how cold that stuff yeah, gets yeah, from yeah. the, the right. propellant? So that's what it was. The boy, who was not named, was in his school changing room when someone challenged him to empty two cans onto his exposed chest. Immediately afterward, someone flicked his nipples oh. and they popped <laughs> off. Oh, my God. Dear no Christ. <laughs> now, here's what the kid said. He said, at first it was just cold, not really a big thing, and then it starts to burn and you're just there waiting for it to finish. It was fine. It was all fine. And then the boy who was actually freezing my nipples flicked both my nipples and that's when the nipples fell wow. off. Oh he God. said, have you ever seen a wart? It's like that. It oh. hurt. It was like raw, exposed skin. The, uni- the University of Liverpool student lost his nipples as a 15-year-old schoolboy and went to his next lesson as if nothing had happened. So this is in Liverpool. He said, uh, he said, I'm in German, just sitting, and my nipples are now gone. I'm just chilling, and then people are like, your shirt is bleeding. Oh. And you just need, you see two blood stains on both, from both my nipples. Couldn't help but notice, but your nipples are bleeding. He said, my German teacher actually stopped the lesson and was like, what's going on? Do you need to go to the medical room? And I was like, nah, it's fine. Oh, my God. He added that uh, people usually react with disbelief when he reveals his lack of nipples, although most people end up laughing, including his first girlfriend. So if you, if the nipples are, what, a, so, okay. I don't understand the f- complete nipple pathway into the body. You could lit- you could have your nipples fall off and not have. I guess so. It's like a, like you, you said, think- a wart. You know, something that's uh, sticking out like that. What and like still be okay? You mean? I, I mean, you you've just. I assume that's a hose that runs through your. <laughs> The configuration of the nipple is an elusive one for me, clearly, but I think you would bleed out. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, 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 don't, I don't. No, know. I don't think there's like a major. I haven't done a lot of nipple research. Vein in your uh, in your nipple. I just think that you that you shouldn't have those things falling off. He did urge people to be cautious if they decided to copy him. He added he has no regrets and he would do it again if he could go All back right. in time. Oh, come on. He said, now that I look back, it's just like it's stupid. It happened, and now I've got no nipples. That's exactly what he said. All right, I love this story. A claim made at Midland Public Schools board meeting was sharply refuted by the district superintendent on Thursday. In a message sent out to the community by the superintendent, Michael Sharrow, he denied that litter boxes were being kept in the bathrooms for student furries. This rumor was spread by a clip uh, from the December 20th Board of Education meeting where a resident made this claim. He said, there is no truth whatsoever to this false (laughs) statement or accusation. There have never been litter boxes within MPS schools. Uh, It is a source. It is a source of disappointment uh, that I felt the necessity to communicate this message to you. Now, let me ask you, in the furry community, is that something that they will do? Will they take it that far in their I, homes? I don't know, but somebody made this up yeah. at a board meeting. so and they had, had to address it. At a meeting, Midland resident, or or they had heard yeah, hearsay, yeah. Lisa Hansen said that she had heard about the litter boxes from kids, and they were for kids who identified as cats. And so it's, you know, somebody was making an outrageous right, statement right. And, about and, gender identity and things like that. And this parent, this idiot parent, <laughs> thought that it was true. <laughs> she added that she was really disturbed by this and that she will continue to investigate. 
Uh, and uh, the uh, uh, the uh, superintendent said, uh, in this divisive, contentious world in which we currently find ourselves, I ask that if you hear wild accusations that don't sound like something in which your Midland Public School Board of Education Administration District would be a part of, take a moment to send a a connect message to me, uh, rather than bringing it up at a school board meeting. Midland Public Schools' main emphasis was and is and always will be to educate our community's children with excellence, integrity, and respect. So they actually had to... Uh, address that. All right, that's all we have time for. That's it. The Bizarre File. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. Don't forget, Tattoos Day. If you're interested, text word tattoo to 39333. Coming back, lesson question. Trash. Music news. Stay there. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Cloudy skies and 43 degrees. Mm-mm-mm, take it in. It's actually going to be uh, colder the next couple of days. Uh, very cool tomorrow, the high 30. Uh, the high on Thursday, 34, then 37 on Friday, and then the high Saturday is 28. And we might get a little bit of snow, showers, and some wind as well. By the way, if you're a winter shorts guy, today is a perfect day. You're right. Today would be a, a, a very yeah. tolerable day. And I am that guy today. If you're, are you wearing I'm shorts wearing now? Yes, I am. Yeah. I didn't even mm-hmm. notice. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Is it because you knew it was going to be like 40-something? Yeah. Okay. I know. You're not crazy. You won't no. do the 20-degree high No, I'm a sensible day. winter shorts guy. Makes sense. I got you. All right, we're going to give away today's lesson question prize, which is pair tickets to see George Lopez, who's going to be at the Met on March 12th. It's a Saturday. The question I have for you is, surprisingly, who gives the approval for anyone to get up to the observation deck at <laughs> Philadelphia City Hall? Mm. 215-263-WMMR. You actually need an official approval from this person to get up to the observation deck at the City Hall of Philadelphia. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. If you heard the answer, you know, or if you heard that earlier, then you know the answer, and we'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what's up this morning? Well, a coroner's report showing steroids were a major contributor in the death of a celebrated bodybuilder, George Peterson. Apparently, Peterson was so juiced that he actually served as one of his own pallbearers. Wow. An introspective Tristan Thompson sharing his thoughts on social media, saying he's been able to find his strength by facing his greatest weakness. Thompson then admits that his greatest weakness is, quote, the gash. (laughs) And finally, first it was Sex in the City. Now Billions has featured a character having a heart attack on a Peloton bike. However, the worst is yet to come when a new To Catch a Predator shows a Peloton showing up at a teen girl's house with condoms and wine coolers. (laughs) (laughs) That's your Hollywood track. All right, we're going to get an answer here now, folks. And we want to know, surprisingly, who gives the approval for anyone to get up to the observation deck at Philadelphia City Hall. It is Samantha who we go to. Hi there, Samantha. Good morning, Preston. Um, The Pope. The Pope! Done, Samantha. I want you to hang on because we'll get your information and then we'll give you those tickets to see George Lopez Saturday, March 12th at the Met Philadelphia. Tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster.com. 
Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we're going to start with this one. It's a pretty heavy story in a new film that debuted on Sunday at the Sundance Film Festival. Marilyn Manson's ex-girlfriend, Evan Rachel Wood, claims that Manson essentially raped her during the filming of his 2007 music video for Heart-Shaped Glasses. Uh, she said, uh, we're doing things that we uh, that were not what was pitched to me. We had discussed a simulated sex scene. But once cameras were rolling, he started penetrating me for real. And I had never agreed to that. I'm a professional actress. I've been doing this my whole life. I've never been on a set that unprofessional in my life up until this day. Jeez. And she added, I was coerced into commercial sex act under false pretenses. That's when the first crime was committed against me. I was essentially raped on camera. Wow. And I was reading through a pretty lengthy article about this film in particular. Pretty wild stuff. So is, this, there's, is there carving in this as well? Is this because... Uh, yeah, yeah, so she has his initial down by her yeah. nanny hoo-hoo yeah. carved, uh, essentially saying that, you know, she was under ownership by him. And his... Um, his uh, fascination with Nazis, yeah, and Nazi memorabilia, and 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 she was saying, look, it, it, at some point, it's like, okay, rather than just you know appreciating whatever that was, right. why not just come out and say you're a freaking Nazi, dude? right, because right, right? You're, you're certainly, you know, he was behaving that lifestyle. Right. Yeah, she's part Jewish, yeah, and he uh, above their bed, he had a sign that said, "Kill all the Jews." Yeah, you know, and, and so things like that are in this. I film. think you can be historically um, yeah. interested uh, and uh, still not be a Nazi, but she's uh, some yeah. really wild stuff on, on how she was groomed and the steps and the first. Uh, indicators that started to pop up as as she reveals them, you know, like he would say certain things that just teetered on the edge of. Wait, was he serious about that? You know what I mean? Yeah. When, when is so is she? She has a court case against him, obviously, right? Mm. When does that happen? I don't know. I'm not really sure. Uh, they were in a uh, relationship between mid 2006 till early 2011. Uh, she likened it uh, to being under the influence of his cult. Uh, and she helped get some statutes changed as far as limitations when it comes to, uh, you know, people that are assaulted and so on. Do you know what, what happens, though, with something like this? You see him. You see his persona. You see how it's always been effed up. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure, you know, the, the case or the defense will say, well, look at what you mm-hmm. were with, you know. Right. Uh, but, I mean, the stuff that she's been describing lately far transcends, oh, he's just a, a rebel or anti-establishment you know, or he's trying to tweak the system. Yeah. I mean, some scary stuff. So Phoenix Rising is set to premiere on HBO in March. You'll be able to see for yourself. Bob Dylan is set for a 27-date spring tour this March and April. Nothing that's headed directly into our region, but there's some other Dylan news. Sony, What's going on? Sony Music Entertainment has fully acquired Bob Dylan's entire back catalog of recorded music as well as rights to multiple future new releases. Take it away, boy. <clears throat> the deal, rumored to be worth up to $200 million, comprises wow. uh, the entirety of Bob Dylan's recorded body of work since 1962, beginning with the artist's self-titled debut album and continuing through 2020's highly acclaimed and, uh, and successful Rough and Rowdy Ways. Bob said in an official statement, uh, Columbia Records and Sony Music Group chairman Rob Stringer have been nothing but good to me for many, many years uh, and a whole lot of records, and I'm glad they all 
Uh, they're all recording. The recordings to stay where they belong. So you're going to see, uh, I guess, Dylan stuff popping up more commercially? Maybe. Because I know the new Sleep Number commercial is Lay Lady Lay. That's perfect. Lay on my Sleep Number bed. That's made for that. Lucy Shanny. Uh, the label will carry on with uh, Dylan's groundbreaking celebrated bootleg series, which over the past 30 years has issued 16 historic vault releases. Uh, back in 2020, Bob Dylan sold his entire music publishing catalog to Universal Music Publishing Group for an estimated $300 million. That tally, though, could be as high as $400 million. Uh, the catalog of over 600 songs spans a full 60 years up through Dylan's most recent album. So he's he's cashing it in. Man. You bet your ass. Yeah. Uh, Steve, I'm sure you saw this and uh, probably are getting your tickets, but Daryl Hall has announced an archival album and solo tour. And, of course, he'll be coming to Philadelphia. Love Daryl Hall. Love Hall and Oates. The best, of course, is one half of Hall and Oates, but Daryl Hall has an expensive uh, solo catalog of his own. Uh, today, the singer has announced a retrospective double album called Before and After out April 1st. Additionally, Hall has mapped out a solo tour this April. His eight-night solo tour kicks off in Chicago, and then he will end up in Philadelphia at the Met. And I think Chicago! He's, um, Chicago! Uh, at the Met, and that is on April 9th. And tickets go on sale Friday at Ticketmaster, and uh, he'll be joined on the road by Todd Rundgren. Oh, they, they're Who's perfect together. They're yeah. sensational. I saw the Hall & Oates with Todd Rundgren. It was one of the best shows I ever saw. Yeah, he Dave Stewart a... was on that, too, right? Of I didn't see him with Dave Stewart, no, yeah, but but I'm, sh- I'm sure he was. It, the, uh, one of his Hall's solo songs, which I love, is Philly Mood. Mm-hmm. I'm in which, Philly Mood. Oh, my God, that's such a good song. Blue-Eyed Soul. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And then one last story. I love this. Cindy Lauper's music video for Girls Just Want to Have Fun officially crossed 1 billion views on YouTube, marking the iconic singer's first entry onto the video platform. Like a billion. Billion, <laughs> billion. Billion views club. I understand that girls just want to have fun. <laughs> well, I'm here to bring it. You're the boredom. I'm the fun. <laughs> Uh, Lopper's recording of girls. Stand out there, out there, outside in the jungle, waiting, waiting to have fun. I'm just a girl who wants to have fun. And who do I see? Captain Lou Albano. <laughs> he got rubber bands on his face. He was in the music video, yeah. That's right. Even, even rambling. Girls just want to have fun. I want to have fun. <laughs> Coming back, sitting about me saying, people meet me in the airport, spit my face saying, I don't want to have fun. I said, how do you know? I want to have fun. Commandos want to have fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Cheap Yeah. Uh, so her recording of Girls Just Want to Have Fun was released in 1983 on her historic debut album, She's So Unusual, becoming a breakthrough hit and feminist anthem. It was a great video. It was. The accompanying yeah. music video, which culminates in Lopper dancing across uh, New York City, back to her parents' apartment, accompanied by a parade of revelers, was first uploaded to YouTube in October of 2009. Uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun is the fifth song from the 1980s to surpass one billion views on YouTube alongside uh, Sweet Child of Mine, AHA's Take On Me, Michael Jackson's Billy Jean, and Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up. <laughs> so she's in great company. Yeah. Uh, Cindy commented on her hit song and video and said that uh, what many people don't realize is that Girls Just Want to Have Fun is really a political song. Her rendition is a cover of the song, was written by Philadelphia native Robert Hazard hmm. uh, and released as a single in 1979. Uh, she said, when I got my feminist hands on Girls Just Want to Have Fun, I knew I wanted to make it into an anthem for all women. Sonically, I wanted the song to be uplifting and joyful. 
Uh, when it came time to make the video, it was really important to me to make sure that we included women from every walk of life. I wanted every little girl watching the video to have the joyful experience of seeing herself on that screen. And I wanted us to be a community. Uh, she said, uh, back when we made the video, uh, there was no YouTube. So when you think about it, it's really extraordinary. Uh, the reach that this song has, the longevity. The people still purposely seek this video out and press play. Wow, I'm really grateful and thank you. Uh, she has personally sold more than 50 million records worldwide to date. She was the first woman to have four top five singles from a debut album uh, and has been inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame and was awarded a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2016. A while back, I took a dive into um, We Are the World. Yeah. And there's a lot of unreleased uh, video footage uh, from that recording session. And I watched the session where it was her and Huey Lewis, and I think it was Kim Carnes, uh, to sing their part. And they go through several different renditions of that other than the one you know on the album. Sure, yeah. She's a great singer. I she mean, is. A really, really good vocalist. Did she check her ego at the door, as the sign says? I guess, yeah. <laughs> but uh, she was uh, she was fantastic uh, in that. And then I, and I d- d- regain an appreciation for what and I... a good songwriter. Uh, a singer she is, so... And all um, she wanted to have was fun. Yeah. I never knew that that was a feminist song until right now. Yeah. Girls just want to have fun. They I just thought this. it was a celebration of Captain Lou Albana. <laughs> Apparently, they want to have the same experiences that men can have. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, and there you go. And she has more Philadelphia connections besides Robert Hazard because yeah. True Colors was written by Rob yeah. of... Uh, uh, Hyman, yeah. And Rob from uh, um, the, Hooters. the Hooters. Yeah, and, he sings and she background. invented the cheesesteak. <laughs> but uh, he sings background on that record. Yep, yeah. yep, correct. All right, and there you go. That is your music news. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap it up. When we get back, make sure you stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not fancy. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash? Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. That is brand new from Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. And uh, the song is called Epiphany. I'm still blown away at the amount of musical talent that that guy has. I haven't listened to the whole album. I just hear the singles as they're coming out. And uh, I'm telling you, this is a bold statement, but he may have more musical talent, if you can qualify that, than his dad. His dad was a virtuoso and a groundbreaker on one instrument. This kid is playing every single instrument on that and singing, too. And composing. And sounds fantastic. Yeah, uh, that to me, again, that was a first listen for that, but that's a good song. And by the way, I I know that was a bit of an overstatement. You know, Eddie's the greatest one of the greatest ever, so I, mean, I would never say Yeah, this. but I know what you're saying. You know, but I mean, that's it's just impressive. It's incredibly impressive to see this kid surfacing like that. Like, Eddie wasn't a singer, you know? He you, wasn't a drummer either. Well, no, he was a drummer when he was a kid. But. Well, f- facts are facts. Like, well, we, we acknowledge Kathy is a great accordion player. Right. Yeah. 
we all know this. Can't deny it. Can't deny it. Absolutely. It's his birthday tomorrow, right? It would have been, Eddie? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, I was, yes. And that was the most interesting birthday closest to mine. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> nobody interesting, yeah. other than nowadays... Uh, you know, Alicia Keys uh, is is a Brent Selleck on my birthday, and Brent Selleck, yes. Uh, but for the most part, you know, Eddie Van Halen was the coolest one I always identified with. I would like to thank our guest. He was super cool as well, incredibly cool, Mr. Kiefer Sutherland. Yay! Yay! We had a really great conversation with him. He's got a new album. It's a country flavored sound that he goes with, uh, called Bloor Street, and he's a singer songwriter. Uh, guitar player, and he's going to be in our area at Ardmore Music Hall on March 12th, and the tickets go on sale uh, tomorrow, I believe. It says available. Oh, that's the album. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, tomorrow, I believe, at 10 a.m. through Ardmore Music Hall. Yeah, so. he, he describes his, his own sound as Americana. Yeah, really yeah. cool guy. Very, very nice, and and willing to talk about all kinds of stuff yeah. throughout his career, which is cool. Pierre Robert is here. Hey, man, how you doing? Good day. Nice to see you, sir. That was a great conversation. Uh, what was what was he on a Zoom? Yeah. Yeah. He sounded so clear. Yeah. Sounded like he was here, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Very so cool. we had a little Zoom chat with him. Uh, shall we get the letter of the day? Yes. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... A as in automobile. Ah, automobile. Uh, we're going to give away a Steven Singer Jewelers Valentine's Day prize pack on Friday, including a Ring of Hearts diamond necklace and a Triple Emerald City Rose bundle, one of each of their brand new roses, Emerald City 24 Karat Gold Dipped Rose, Emerald City Rose Gold Rose, and the Emerald City Platinum Dipped Rose yeah. with a display stand and signature rose scent. And it's from Steven Singer Jewelers. Visit IHateStevenSinger.com. For fast, free shipping on Stephen's signature gold dip roses for your Valentine. So that goes uh, out to you on Friday. What's up today, man? Uh, we will have workforce blocks of the doors and a living color and also Weezer. So we have a fun day and it's double shot Tuesday. Mm, very, very nice. Uh, you know what else today it is? It's Tattoos Day. It is. Yep. Which means we need a winner. And we got a winner. It is Adam Shapiro from Lawrence Township, New Jersey. And we're going to give Adam a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Nice. Tattoos Day on the President Steve Show is presented by Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. For artwork samples, you can visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. Uh, I just need to thank our sponsors and tell you who's coming up tomorrow. So I want to thank uh, Duncan for sponsoring the show today, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. And also, uh, let's see, Acme. You can download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. Tomorrow on a program, a Wednesday, so Fox Good Day, secret text word. We're also going to have comedian Dusty Slay on. Huh. And we are from the Flyers. He's tonight. As long as he suits up and goes out on the ice, <laughs> Keith Yandel will have the consecutive game record of the NHL, which ain't no little bitty thing, no. gang. The team may be losing like crazy, but he is breaking a national record. Pretty cool stuff, so we'll talk to him. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. WMMR. Bing, there. Do, do, be, do. Do, da, da, do, dip,